Hey, welcome to CORE, everybody. This is CORE for Thursday, December 30th, 2021. We're about to round the uh, the year's corner here in a day or so. And uh, we're back to give you one final episode in 2021. Yeah, that's right. Our year-end look of what we played and liked the most in the year of 2021, which is kind of a weird year, but a pretty good one for video games, it turns out, I think, on the whole. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get to all that in a second. Uh, it's, of course, me, Scott Johnson, with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Well, I know you have because it's in our notes. But uh, the best-selling Steam games of 2021 came out. I like Steam Ooh. metadata. I'm a fan of that sort of stuff. So anytime we get a chance to look at this sort of thing, I get kind of excited. And I thought I'd share a couple of these or, uh, or that we could talk about a couple of these. So uh, here's your, let's see, new releases. Okay, here's your categories. Uh, the top sellers, letting players know what the most successful games of the year were. All right. So this is platinum tier 2021 uh, best selling games in random order because that's how yeah. Valve Valve provided it. Okay. Which is weird, right? That we don't have a yeah. in order thing. Why do you think they did that? Because because uh, they like to hold the cards. Yeah, Valve, Valve likes the power. They're just you'll never know. <laughs> Well, I mean, let everybody feel be, good. Yeah. It's private company data, maybe. I don't know. Some well, companies don't disclose such things. That could be true. They're still privately owned. They're not a public company, so they don't. Whoops, they don't have to do anything. They don't no, want to but do to, to to not you know piss off their partners or something. Maybe the partners are like, yeah, we'd rather you don't disclose their sales or whatever. That could be. But being in the top ten is a pretty good list. So here you are in random order: Apex Legends, which is interesting because that's a free to play game. Uh, so I assume that means. <laughs> What uh, downloaded the most, I, or I guess it includes microtrans pretty much. Yeah, because if this is best selling, that must include microtransactions, or else why yeah. would you have it on your damn list? Is what I'm saying. Start with free games, everybody yeah. bought it. Everybody who has Steam owns Apex Legends. Crazy, yeah, it, it includes microtransactions because Warframe made this list once. Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And same with PUBG Battlegrounds, also on this list this year. Counter-Strike Global Offensive, offensive, another free-to-play game, or at least it is now, I think. Didn't it used to be? Didn't not used to be. I don't remember. I uh, think it was paid, yeah. Battlefield 2042. They're probably that pretty the one that everyone's pretty mad about? Yeah, no one likes it. I, I guess know. everyone bought it like, on the strength <laughs> Every, of the series. Yeah. Went, oh, Everybody shit. bought it so they could have an opinion. It's a rare occurrence. All I've heard is is negative on that game. And in particular, mm. my son and his little group of kids who all play together and they play every shooter ever that comes out and that's just they're always right on it and then they dominate and then they get bored and move on to something else they bounced off this in like a day they were like yeah it's not good and that bums me out because i i liked what i saw of that thing in preview mode when they were showing videos and stuff it looked interesting and i'm a fan of the series generally but sounds like it's not much it sounds like it's more of an implementation thing than an ideas thing yeah you know it you know the coolest sounding game in the world is unplayable if it's not well yeah execution is everything i say especially if you're execution unless you're the guy that if you're the guy that pulls the electricity thing or injects the guy in death row execution truly is everything to that guy isn't it well i mean look at look at the store page for it you've got three different versions you can buy yeah that start at 40 dollars. though the sale's currently on so that would actually be 60 normal and goes all the way up to 100 and you can buy $40 $40 uh, year one battle pass or a $60 uh, year one pass ultimate pack, or you can buy them both for a hundred dollars. That's a, that's a lot of money. 
if, if people buy into it, mm-hmm. you know, and if you look at this, um, you know, I think a lot of these games you're going to find probably a commonality, which is they have a lot of ways to spend money within the Steam sphere on the game beyond just I purchased the game. Sure. And yeah. so I think this is kind of like you were saying earlier, Valve going, ah, look at how much money is coming through on these platforms mm-hmm. and, and making money through here. So there's not a ton of bonus transactions, but that's a lot of money. If you, if you figure battlefield 2042 is going to sell pretty decently well, cause it's a, you know, big multiplayer shooter and you've got just an average group of people are doing the battle pass in the main game. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got over a hundred dollars per person for for a game going through there yeah it's not bad it's pretty good actually this should encourage other game makers i would assume and publishers to aim for the top 10 man Get no don't because oh. the way they do that is throwing on a bunch of bullshit to purchase with the game <laughs> we don't want that actually you know you're not wrong about that that's true um okay so here's uh a surprising one to me i don't know why it should be surprising i don't know much about the game but i guess i've been seeing ads lately because uh Bruce Lee's in it now, but this game Naraka Blade Point, uh, I will admit have zero. I have zero connection to this game. I don't know what it's about. I guess you you do some kind of kung fu business, uh, uh, action, uh, not RPG, but like you know, just some sort of actiony game. I don't know anything else about it. I, I wish I knew more, yeah. but that it's one's a on there. Game, yeah. Oh, it is NetEase. Um, so we got some. Yeah. So yeah. this might be. There's a so you know. A surge of interest in Chinese games. I mean, you played one, I think, and there's yeah, more did. coming. I've seen a few games now. There's one called like Sword and Fairy, Sword and Fairy Seven. Oh my lord! Um, you know, and it was like it was this long-running Chinese game series that really hasn't been localized over here, and it looked gorgeous. You know, yeah. I don't know if I'd play it, but um, those games are starting to make their way over to our market. I think also because China's clamping down on. <laughs> video on games over there so yeah. to make money a lot of these companies got to start looking at other mar- like they're we're trying to get in they got to get out yeah <laughs> it's kind of i kind of my biggest problem with japanese or sorry chinese games that have come here are the same problems i have with early japanese development in the 90s as it would get ported over here the the localization especially in a world where everything's voiced and stuff is yeah. terabad with some of these games this year. Like as much as I, yeah. I actually really enjoyed my time in Sword of Legends or Swords of Legend. Wait, Swords of Legends, whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> I have that all wrong for some reason in my head. Anyway, that game had terrible localization, just awful translation of everything, and, and nothing sounded right. It was nonsense the stories and stuff. And I'm sure with the proper localization would have been fine. I know that can be done. We've seen it done for decades with the Japanese market converted over to English markets. There's no reason why they couldn't do it here. And I don't know Cantonese or Chinese or uh, any, you know, form of the dialect. So all I'm left with is really, really bad translations. And that bums me out. That seems to be pretty common though, kind of across the board right now. I hope we get that gets better. That would the be one good. exception is it's charming in Dyson Sphere program. I actually quite I quite like that. It gives me a tooltip, and I'm more yeah. confused than after I hear it. Yeah. It's part of the appeal. Like I'm like as an aesthetic, I've played so much Dyson Sphere that I'm like I prefer this to like real language. It's it's a magical thing. Yeah, you're not wrong. I forgot um, about that. This Duraka actually seems really interesting. So it's a battle royale game, sixty player 
Oh, matches, okay. But everyone's like kung martial artist. Yeah, you fight Which, fist to fist. You know, I, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh yeah, it's way better than guns. <laughs> like I'd rather run around with some nunchucks doing combo moves than like shooting someone with a bracket two seven four eight or something. Make sure to silencer and stabilizers on it. I'm like, I'd much rather be doing you know bicycle kicks. I've been playing Mortal Kombat 11, so I'm really on a fighting tip but well they yeah, don't do i'm trying to think of any other battle royales where the primary combat method is melee and i can't think of any not really um, um they, might, they, might, they might be out there but i know battle royale is getting pretty play like it's pretty saturated market so we didn't really hear of this in mm-hmm. oh this has got a full-on bruce lee uh, looking dude okay yeah like i think one of the dudes you just play is bruce lee i imagine it's sort of like a moba where the characters you pick you're gonna have abilities unique to those characters and it's you know 60 it's not just two people having kung fu battles it's <laughs> two people 60 having kung people fu. like 20 people all in like a you know a dojo or something just pounding the piss out of each other i just i'm like the, I the could, idea on yeah. paper sounds appealing i'm like oh this my curious curiosity is up and you know they've got cool effects on the ability like i'm I, I wishlisted this. I'm, yeah, this I'm, looks I'm all right. Check it out if I have time. There's some hidden dragon, uh, uh, crouching tiger stuff, or crouching tiger, hidden dragon, or whichever yeah, it's, it is. It's only twenty bucks, like for the base game. I'm like, oh, I was hoping it was free to play, but I wonder how the. See, I'll bet you the translation on this is horrendous, and that'll piss me off when I play it. But maybe I'll check yeah, it out. But it's battle royale. You know, you know what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, Run around. Kill the other person, and and you don't die. Live longer the than the, the other guy. Yeah, that's the rule yeah. there. Uh, Dead by Daylight, we knew that was doing well. Uh, Destiny 2 continues to do well in the top 10. New World was in top 10 this year. That doesn't surprise me. I will be shocked if it's in there next year, though. I don't think that game's <laughs> well, got the I legs. Mean, it depends on how they address things. It's an MMOs can MMOs can survive being defined by the early days. A lot of games can. That is true. Uh, Tom Glancy's, Glancy's, Glancy's Rainbow Six Siege still doing well. That game came out in 2014. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Valheim is in there, of course. Bo been playing some Valheim. We're well. gonna talk about that. That's that's like a five man development team. Like the people who made Valheim, yeah, went from I'm assuming very little money to having a ginormous buttload of money. Like they're not part of a big company. Like th- all the, a lot of these things are backed by AAA studios and big companies. Mm-hmm. This is an India's shit game, <laughs> and I, I, if they're on the platinum list, like. They've made a lot of money this year. Oh, yeah. They've, done made, okay. they've had a huge windfall of cash. Yeah, I think they did just fine. Uh, for the record, Bo said... And the game's and not released yet. <laughs> he said an indie shit game, not an Indian shit game. I just want everyone to know... Oh, sorry. No, no, just for clarity, because if why we get emails... Why did I say indie shit game anyways? Like, I don't even remember why you said that. that? You think, I think you said they're not just making an indie shit game or something like that, which implies a lot of indie games are shit. We're not saying that either, but I'm just saying Indian I I, has nothing... We didn't mean any, any harm to the... The good Indian people, anyone in no. India, you're all good. Is what I'm saying. I don't think I meant to say indie shit games. If I said that, I'm also sorry. Oh, maybe I, I remember sure it. what the context. Oh, indie I think as maybe shit. I was trying to say something else. I think you wrote. So you said indie as shit, and I heard Indian shit. Oh, India shit. Okay. <laughs> watch right. somebody try to dig themselves out of a hole. Okay. Okay. No, no, India shit is fine, but I did, what didn't say any. I wasn't referring to any nationality or no, race no, of course not. Like yeah, so like keep your emails mean. right where they're at, which is don't write one. I mean, do, but about other things. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't write them at all. No, no, we want you to write them. Yeah, I keep, mean, whatever. Correct me. I don't care. You know, what's worse is that Scott pulled Bo into the hole with him. He's like, yeah. he's like, oh. <laughs> Scott's like, I see a hole there. Bo don't fall in, and he falls in and grabs me, and he's like, <laughs> and now it's like, hey, what do you think of my hole? Check out my hole. I pull up a chair. Grab a shovel. We're gonna dig our yeah. way out. It'll be fun. Check out my sweet hole I made for oh, us. Then Scott and I'll be like, actually, it's kind of cozy in this. Yeah, hole. it's not a bad hole. I have a cozy hole. I can tell you that. All right, uh, moving on. So Valheim, we'll talk about that in a bit because Bo got all hooked up into that, and uh, that's an interesting development, I think. Dota 2 stu- still doing well in the top 10, if they don't say so themselves. And uh, <laughs> I think that's probably a bullshit one. Like, it's our game. we got to put it on the I platform. mean, they, uh, who knows? It's, Gabe's like, we're not going to make platinum. Let me drop $100,000 in Dota Star. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, guess- weird. It made so much money. Crazy. And I guess they do. I mean, they own obviously Counter Strike. I guess I didn't count that, but it, couldn't they just recycle their own money in like a tornado of money? Like Valve gets a bunch of money, then they just take that money, buy a bunch of shit, and then they get the money again. Yeah, and then they're like platinum game. We sold yeah. a bunch here. Yeah. There you go. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a like, platinum game the- this year, Half Life Two. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I feel like MOBAs uh, might be having a bit of a resurgence due mostly to League of Legends expansion and arcane and excitement around that stuff. I feel like maybe we're heading into a place like that. I could be wrong, but I think Dota Art- 2's, you know, probably doing fine, probably doing great. Well, they're on the There's top still- ten, so I don't There's know. There's still an audience for RTS esports. Yeah, it's it's still big and it's still out there. I just think we're in a period of figuring out the next steps, like just the next Starcraft. And I think MOBAs are, I get this from Greg street, but he said they're just easier RTSs. Yeah. Kind of. Cause you control one unit and then the other units are automated, but yeah. it's basically Starcraft. Yeah. Um, I, there's still an audience for it and there's still a lot of people playing and like in those games. Yeah. That's interesting coming from him. He worked on age of empires two and halo wars. I think. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he has knows. a lot of interesting takes, unique thoughts. Yeah. Like, uh, I see a tweet, and I'm like, oh, interesting. I, I never really thought of a MOBA as a simpler StarCraft, but indeed it is. And here we are. Most people can manage one unit. It takes a rare bird that can manage 200 supply of units in StarCraft yeah. too, but everyone can handle one. Yep, your APM, baby. Got to get that up. Uh, finally, Grand Theft Auto V, which will not go away. It continues to be a money printer, and... Uh, Grand Theft Auto Online is a legitimate monster at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if that one, if you were to see this in order of big to small, I would bet that's higher. I'll bet that one's in the top three. The um, weird one about yeah. that one is that, like, in my mind, these other things are games like Counter-Strike. Let me log in and play some sessions and shoot some people or whatever. Sure. I just get the impression of people play Grand Theft Auto. They're just role-playing the whole time. Like, that's... There's a lot of that. Well, I, mean, I think... Yeah, there is yeah, that, yeah. I think part of it is that game supports that to a great degree, but also a lot of other play styles. Like some people just play that to get into those dumb racing mods that are in it um, and play Roblox style. But I think most people, I think you're right. It's a, it's a massive world where they can, they can have an effect. They can earn money, build an empire really uh, and have those mechanics matches and stuff. Like there's no like activities. There's no raids and it's like, I mean, they have some, they have heists and they have, you know, there's a bunch of that stuff, but it lends itself to the role play in a way that I think is kind of emergent. So it's like, well, here are these heists. You can go rob banks or you can go do this or you can have a all out war turf war. These are all mechanics and gameplay elements, but also, Hey, you can have the most money on the market and have all the cars and you know, you're, you're basically building a, a crew of like a really dedicated bunch of players and, 
maybe it's like a guild type thing. And even though it's kind of unorganized, it's organic and emergent. And you know what it sounds like then? It sounds a lot like Eve, but simpler. A little. Yeah. 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 That's a good like way if you're to forming gangs, cut spreadsheets, yeah. making empires, doing activities, yeah. heist, like criminal version of Eve. It sounds like Eve. And like Eve, spending real money on fake currency. So there you yeah. have it. Yeah. Uh, when's the last time, John, you played a round of anything to do with Grand Theft Auto? Was was it us that that time we streamed it, or was it? Has there been other times for you? No, it might be. It's been a it's been a while. Like I keep. I keep waiting for a new one, but I don't think they're in any rush. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five does so well for them. Why, why potentially ruin it? You I know? think what's like, probably going on, if I had to guess, they are trying to figure out a way to make six happen, but have it happen in such a way that it doesn't disrupt this money-making ecosystem they built with five. And by that, I mean, if they want everybody to upgrade to a new game, they have to give a lot of thought to that because a lot of people are going to have this game on the long tail of hardware and it will run well for them. But the minute they get something called six, it's going to run like shit. Like I, I wouldn't want to actually be in their position because the game, the series is known for its story roots and you know, it's open worldness and all that, but it's been turned into this, whatever this is. And so maybe, maybe they're now tempted to just do that, whatever this is forever. Yeah. It still looks great. That game doesn't like- look bad. You know, it's like accidentally designing one of the world's most successful MMOs, but you didn't mean to do it. Yeah. You were making what you thought was a single player game with an online component. And all of a sudden was like, well, okay, you have one of the most successful MMOs on the market. Enjoy. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are we doing? Hold on. Yeah. Because now they have the tough decision. Do we try to double down? Do we try to make it its own thing? Do we ruin the magic by trying to make it its own thing? I mean, I know there are people that like the online component of uh, Red Dead 2 Mm because they did online there, but it is not the same. It does not have the same ecosystem or, or love or care that GTA does. So I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a given that it will be a success. And I think that, you know, while there are probably plenty of talented people there, I do think that it is something of a player made success. Yeah. And if you're the developer, you go, okay, well, they kind of made this. Yeah. How do we further it without just messing it up? Yeah. You got to cater to whatever that is. And that can be real fickle. Uh, I, I agree. It's a really odd thing. Uh, speaking of Red Dead, I reinstalled it today. I think I'm going to yeah. finally finish that campaign. Don't ask me why I never did. I just didn't. I have been getting the same urge. That's really weird that you mentioned that. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I should finally play Red Dead. Yeah, I got a weird itch for it right now. And part of it might be that Nick and my daughter and uh, my other daughter have been playing the online and they really like online. They think that is, Nick. if you ask Nick, he says it's leaps and bounds more fun than GTA online. And I think it's probably the same in a lot of ways. It's just a different setting and that's enough for him to feel like he's doing something new. That's my, that's my own take. But um, yeah, I reinstalled it. In fact, fired up wherever I was. I wanted to see where I was kind of mid mission and I'm further along than I thought on this run through. I ha- I played it on PlayStation four and got pretty far on this one. I'm like 40% through the campaign and I just want to see it through. Um, I'm now running a computer that there's nothing I can't have on maximum everything. So like, why not? I don't know. I'm just kind of in the mood, maybe more in the mood than I was when it first came out because I don't know. You know how that is with some games. Yeah. You're just like, I feel like that, that's what cyberpunk will be for me because at some point, point I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play that effing thing and it will be time. But right now is not the time for some, whatever reason. It's not the time. 
That's how I was with Fallout 3. Became one of my favorite games of all time. But the first time I tried to play it, I bounced off of it probably three or four times, gave it up, walked away. I think I came back to it like a year later. Like they were just wrapping up their DLC when I finally played Fallout 3. And I was like, this game's really freaking yeah. good. And yeah. it had been out for so long. Yeah. It's weird, right? And that sort of stuff happens. A um, couple of interesting notes here that they made about uh, this list, the top 10 anyway, was that, let's see, Dota 2 and CSGO and GTA 5 have all been top sellers for six years running. And I think that's as long as they've been running it. So for all six years, those three games have been in the top 10. PUBG, Battlegrounds, Rainbow Six Siege uh, have been, this is their fifth time in a row. And Destiny 2 has now made the list three years running. That's after it moved from Steam from Battle.net. Is that three years ago? Holy shit. Time's going too fast, man. That's weird. Oh, and that's, tw- yeah, 2019. <laughs> yeah. It's making me feel old. Um, Remember when we were at Heroes of the Storm show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. It feels like so long ago that it can't possibly be, even be in my lifetime, but clearly it was. A um, couple of first-timers, Battlefield uh, 2042. My guess is this is the last time it's on the list, uh, or at least for this version. Uh, New World, Valheim, of course, Apex Legends is notable. It's a non-2021 game. Uh, but made its Steam debut last uh, late last year, so it's still kind of a newcomer. Uh, so then they released another interesting category, highlighting the top 25 games of the year. Uh, this is interesting. So these are the Platinum Tier 2021 top new releases in random order. Age of Empires 4. Actually, you'll notice a lot of Microsoft shit on here. Age Which of is em- really weird, yeah. I just want to point out. But like, kudos to Microsoft for what you said, which was figuring out that people are going to be able to get it free in one place, but still go buy it somewhere else. Yeah, there's also an Xbox shortage. Yeah, and you can't get Xbox. Well, that's true, but you can play a lot of these on the PC. You just got to download Game Pass app and pay a monthly fee. Yeah, and you'd be able to play one, two, three, four. Five, five. Four, five games on this list at least yeah plus, yeah at plus, least five of these games would have been free for you i think well, it speaks to the power i think that it speaks to the power of the steam service like yeah. i think this is literally just like i prefer the steam environment they i agree i think this is also now this is to microsoft's credit because i i believe this is true and i've said so on the show before before any of this started happening so give me credit i guess or not i don't know if people will but i really felt very strongly when i heard that they were going to put it everywhere that Microsoft had come to a solution which probably wasn't easy to sell internally, but they were like, look, we need to quit being so stay in our yard to play anything we make. Let's just put it everywhere and let everybody have it no matter how they get it. Who cares? We'll make a ton of money on Game Pass. We'll make a ton of money on the console, a ton of money on the PC side. And guess what? People on uh, Epic and Steam and GOG and everywhere else, they can also do it because that's their preferred place to do it. Who cares? Let them play it wherever they want to play it. And that's what they did, like in spades. Yeah. Uh, especially on Steam. like So listen to this. Age of Empires 4, Forza Horizon 5, both Microsoft produced, you know, Microsoft Studios produced titles. Back for Blood, which is a Game Pass debut, but still, you know, released on Steam separately. Microsoft doesn't benefit from that. Uh, Outriders, another Game Pass game, but it's on there. Valheim was a big one. Halo, Halo Infinite. I've heard from a friend at Valve. I shouldn't say this. He listens, I'll bet. All right. Guy, <laughs> guy you who knows. Stepped in it. I may have. Okay, well, I've stepped in it, so I'll go ahead and just put my whole foot in. 
Uh, I think no, it's number maybe one. You shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. No, it's fine. I think it's number one. This is a random list. I didn't say his name. He'll be fine. I I, be- I believe after a conversation with this dude via email that Halo Infinite is probably the number one thing on this, which makes yeah. it even crazier, John, because what you said is true about Game Pass, and this is a radical idea that what if we put this all places, Halo's got enough staying power and enough impact that it is probably number one on this list of top 10 releases. Uh, and that's all I'll say about that. Let's see. Resident Evil Village is on there. Battlefield 1942 or for, uh, 2042, rather. New World, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Nakara, Blade Point once again, and Farming Simulator 22. I, I don't know why, but freaking props to those people. You guys rock. I don't know who you are, but Farming Sims getting in the top 10. That's awesome. Well, done. that game has, I'll tell you, it has a crazy following with a younger audience, mm-hmm. as weird as it is to say. Um, the the same kids that like Roblox and Fortnite and all of that get way into Farming Simulator, doing mods for it, doing weird things in that game. Yeah. It has a huge YouTube community behind it. Like it's it's really something. Like that is one thing that having you know the my stepkids here is like a crazy gateway to, which is some gaming trends that are absolutely just bizarre the things they get excited for mm-hmm. like just <laughs> i never in a million years thought a nine-year-old would be like i want to get farming simulator i was like like ironically right yeah. no I, wanna, I, need to talk <laughs> to those, I need to talk to those kids and tell them let's go spend a weekend with my dad you like you want to like farming yeah how you feel about farming? i have actually done this like a lot of this stuff it's like <laughs> shoveling shit out of a barn yeah yeah it's not funny you know cow's been shitting in there for three years and it's caked on like hard rock and all you're doing is shoveling shit for six hours and i'm like i don't want to play farming simulator oh dude uh fresh or frozen poo on anything freaking f that i mean it's not just frozen it's the cows stand on it it's like it's it's like chipping at rock almost like anyway now under most played this is fascinating hold on can I find it here? I just, I spent all of my holiday playing a certain game <laughs> and it was on, it was no, it's uh, um, a uh, tavern Lawn master, Lawn the tavern game I talked about last yeah. week. I've seen you on there a lot because I've been on playing uh, games and yeah. I've seen you playing I, the old I, be, I beat the campaign and then I decided to go build whatever I wanted with unlimited money in the sandbox mode and see what that was like. And man, I spent way more time in that than I expected. Um, and it's on this list somewhere. I can't find it, but somewhere, somebody somewhere runs. Hey, Scott, your your dumb tavern game made the made the thing or whatever. And anyway, so there's a bunch of those kind of games yeah. on this list as well. It's really neat. If you guys want to go check it out, uh, it's uh, up on Steam's main page. Just best of 2021. They've got top sellers, new releases, most played, early access graduates, best of VR, controller friendly blog post, whatever the blog post is. I guess that's just hey, what's up. Not our best, best blog post. Steam blog post of it the might, year. Maybe it is actually. Let's see. Nope. It's just the. <laughs> it's just the post about it. That'd be funny though. Our best of notes were the ones about updates to Valheim. Woo! Get on us. All right. Anyway, worth reading. Go check it out now. Sit back and enjoy, as we talk about our favorite games we played in 2021. <laughs> It's going to be a little uh, weird how we go about this, but I think it'll work. Um, so I made a list. John made a list. Bo made a list. And they're all a little bit different um, in terms of like category wise of what we thought about. And I think this will be interesting because 
I don't know. We're all three different gamers. We don't have the same exact template for what we like or don't like. And my categories break down into the following. And we're going to start with my first category. Then we'll jump to Bo's first category, John's, and so on. Um, But here's like what I did. Best games I played, even though they are old. That's my number one thing. (laughs) Games not out yet that I played the most. So early access stuff. Best chore core game that isn't Shipbreaker because that's in a different category, I believe. Uh, Best games I played this year, and that's kind of like my big game of the year thing. Uh, Similar stuff. You know, John's got one that I'm sure will all freak you out called John's Favorite Final Fantasies of 2021. It's an actual list. So you get the idea. We've we've got kind of... You guys made four lists? You can have as many as you want. You can have four. Make a a fourth list. You got time, Bo. If you want a fourth list. Yeah, if you want a fourth. I don't... uh, Okay. Yeah, you can do it. We got... Look, we got a lot of games to talk about. You can come up with it. Yeah, if you want to do a fourth list, it's all on you. I I can't imagine what it would be. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and we're not going to talk about every single game. The embarrassing thing for me is just how many total games I at least played. I didn't beat that many games, but I had... There's probably a hundred games this year that I played in some to some level. And um, that blew my mind after going through all my stuff. So it wasn't easy to narrow these down. But here is, I'll start with my first category. Best games I played, even though these games are old or older. Not that old in some cases. Deep Rock Galactic, spent a bunch of new time in that. Mostly solo, but a bit with friends. I think that game's amazing. It's only a year old and uh, still should be played by everybody. By the way, make sure you get in there before... I don't know when they're cutting it off, but get in before the winter event ends because they give you a ton of free Santa shit. Like, oh, yeah. Antler. Oh, it'd be like a Santa dwarf. Yes. Yes. White beards, Santa hats, um, uh, the the horns of like a reindeer. Those aren't called horns. Antlers. Uh, What else? All kinds of stuff. There's a tree hat, head hat thing you can get. Lights in your beard. It's great. Anyway, uh, Guild Wars 2 I played a ton of. ESO I played a lot of. Final Fantasy 14 I played a fair amount of. Uh, not nearly as much as one of us. <laughs> we'll get to that. When you, when you could log in, that is. When I could log in, I played as much as I could. And lately, those cues are great now. I'm having no problem. They're fine. Getting right in. Uh, sea of Thieves he, uh, recently fired that up because two things were happening. Bo continually or on the regular was saying, man, I'm having so much fun with that with my friends. You guys should be playing it. Yeah, great game. And I had, and then we did a whole episode on the instance about why people should be playing Sea of Thieves now. And Jocelyn made an incredible sales job of that episode on why Sea of Thieves is the bomb. And so I finally jumped into uh, that uh, and been playing quite a bit of that, actually. That game's great, but old. I mean, not old, but, you know, older. Yeah, but that water still second to none. I don't know anybody who's got better water tech. Name it, and I don't believe you until I see it. It's amazing, that water. That oh, water makes me great. feel like I am going to die if I get in it. It just makes me feel scared and, and claustrophobic, and that's what real water does to me. So congratulations, Rare and Microsoft, for, for pulling that off. But the number one game I spent the most time, and it was in a compressed era area of time that I did it, but I really went hard, was uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. I couldn't stop was shocked that this was your number one oh, i easily. thought for sure it would be eso easily. or maybe sea of thieves uh with how much you were getting into that recently but i'm excited that you liked old republic this much that it got you this hooked yeah it got me super back into it in a way that it did i didn't expect it and i was i was surprised how fresh the story felt even though you know i'm playing early levels of a game that came out 10 years ago 12 years ago whatever um 
it was just, I don't know, just felt comfortable and good to get back into that. And I had a blast with it. So if I'm, if I'm to say, what was the favorite thing I played this year that was old? It was Old Republic. I really, and these even got old in the name. Look at that right there. Old Republic. Really, it was the Star Wars game was by it, far your favorite. It experience. was my favorite. Yeah. Now that isn't to say had, had I you know had regular four friend play of Sea of Thieves. Was ESO, you played so much ESO. I did, but I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of that for years. Like it may have felt like a lot this year with Blackwood, but it was really like mm. elsewhere two years ago, and then last year the uh, the Skyrim one. Uh, I don't want you to pick Old Republic. You're going to make me download it and try it again. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're looking for story, it was hard to beat. That's the other thing is no one else came close to that. I like Star Wars stuff, you know, so it's like, but I don't yeah. like the way the game played, but then it's like sit it out and it gets better. But then I'm like investing 80 hours and, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I know. It's a weird combination of things. I will say this just for the record and for fairness. I think that game is 25% better I'll say as a random percentage, let's say 30% better when you have an active subscription versus just the free to play version, active subscription, or at least buying like an inventory slot once in a while for three bucks or stuff like that gives you benefits in the game that I think are absolutely worth it. And are otherwise makes the game not quite as fun when I can't sprint yet, or I can only make a hundred grand in credits and I'm, you know, I have a ceiling on how much money I can make and those sorts of weird blocks not being able to choose the race I want when I create the character. Although I always go Twi'lek, so it didn't matter. But uh, when you when, when I kicked in with that subscription, it really opens things up. And it includes all kinds of cool stuff like hearthstoning, basically hearthstoning back to your ship, no matter where you are. Uh, just made things really convenient for, as far as travel went. And just a lot of life improvement stuff. So... So just for the record, I did not play it free to play mode. I played it with a subscription. I paid, you know, I've only had it for what, two months or something. So I paid for a couple of months, but, um, I think, and I said this before when you brought it up, that game is unplayable without a subscription. I think think that's harsh, but yes, yes. I put a lot of emphasis on weird things that might not matter to other people. The ability to click a button and have my armor match. Yeah. Instead of look like I fell through clown college, yeah, <laughs> that's worth a sub for me. Yeah, it is. If you if you say like no, you don't get that unless you sub. I'm like, well, then I have to sub because yeah. I have to have that feature. Yeah, and I thought I thought I could get away with it until I was getting close to the thousand or hundred thousand credits. I got there way quicker than I thought I would, and I went. And I'm not even doing side quests. I'm just doing main quests here, and I'm already at like ninety eight thousand credits. I'm like how am I going to feel when I get a big cash return on some major story quest and I don't actually get the damn money? That's going to suck. So I subbed. <laughs> so so John's John's notion that it's unplayable as a free-to-play game, I disagree with that. But is it much is it much better with a sub? Absolutely it is. No it's question. It's unplayable for me. For John, yeah. If anybody hears me talk and they go, you know, that John fellow is an agreeable chap. I like the way he plays games. I like the way he thinks. Yeah. Uh, you will have to sub to play older. Yeah. And Luke in the chat says you shouldn't have to pay for those types of things. I mean, whatever. Every game's got different versions of this. Even WoW has versions of this. Or you pay extra to get certain benefits. Um, maybe this is a little, this one's a lot more granular in what it holds back. It's a very odd kind of approach to things. But as a service game, I mean, it's no more expensive than any other MMO per month. So if you're really they serious went, about it, just pay for it. They also went free to play and established their plans when 
transitioning your MMO free to play was a new thing. Good point. Yeah. So I think some of it's kind of legacy thinking. Like you can't think, you know. I agree. If they would have decided to do it after Final Fantasy did it their way, maybe they'd go like, yeah, we'll offer the first expansion and whatever for free because look how good it works for Final Fantasy. Totally agree. I think the main, so the, so the other, so on ESO's model um, is, I think a little more modern in that sense, but it's still got a couple things. Like if you, if you sub to ESO, your benefits mainly are, I'm going to forget one or two maybe, but the main benefit is you get a separate bag for materials. If you're doing crafting and things. So all, all the stuff you collect plants, animals, junk, whatever, wood, stone, all those things that you build stuff out of have their own bag and it's endless. You can have as much as you want and it takes up no inventory in your main inventory ever. Um, you don't get that without a sub. You have you have whatever your bags can hold, like a normal MMO, um, if you don't sub. The other part is they give you some free fake currency every month to spend in their store that you wouldn't get if you don't have a sub. So there's don't a couple of big have advantages. have a sub to play as a human? Or in, is that you have to have a collector's edition to play as a human? Wait, in which game? In ESO. No, you can... No, humans are... Humans are uh, places lousy with humans. You, you can play, play as a Briton. Well, wait, is it? There's no, two types Brit- of humans. Breton. 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 Not Breton. And then there's Nords and there's Red Guards, yes, I think. You can play a Nord. There's one of them that's behind some sort of wall. I know because every time I've ever tried to play ESO, one of them's grayed out, and I can't remember what it is. There's a class that's grayed out. Is that what you're thinking of? Imperials are locked behind a DLC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. So there's a DLC, or maybe it's a full expansion. Maybe you have to have all of Somerset. I can't remember. Um, I think you might have to have Somerset to to get to that version. The high, what, not high elves, high, whatever they are. What'd you call them? Imperials. Imperials, that's it. Imperials. For some reason, I got high. I got high. Um, I got high. High, <laughs> <laughs> just for some reason. Um, but it's a you know, all of these games have whatever. I will admit, the Star Wars game has a lot more than most in terms of those weird, those weird. I think blocks. it just feels like they threw darts at a board and was like, free to play, included with sub. Like it just, it's very random. Do you want to hide your helmet? You got a sub. Yeah. Do you do you want to like? It's just the weird stuff like that. It's fine. It is what it is. And like you said, it came at a time where not a lot of people knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of games at the time that they decided to do it were getting shit for having really bad free to play models. Yeah. And it has the feel of somebody trying to do a good one without knowing how to do it because nobody had done it yet. Yeah. And uh, you've, it has a lot of fear behind it of like, I don't know. We, we got to give them some perks. Uh, they can hide the helmet. I yeah, don't know. Cause, cause they don't know what, they don't know what works yet. It honestly, I think the game could use another pass. Like they could take another pass at how free to play works. Um, but I can tell you it hooked me in real hard up to 10 before I made the decision to do it. And it was mostly about credit limits. So I was like, yeah, damn it. I'm not going to play an MMO. You should sub to it. Like I realize they go free to play, but it's free to try it. That's kind of, you know? yes, that's how it felt to me. And it's nice to know that I can, unsub for a month because i'm busy with something else and let it sit and i have to worry about it but still pop in if i need to check on something or, or send my companions out to do shit because the free-to-play game still playing it won't you know block me from playing the game for kids and people who really can't afford to be spending that kind of stuff then yeah. you get limited use. yeah but, well, i mean and you should as- be giving developers money for online server like i i've never liked the free-to-play in the mmo market i think yeah. it's perfectly reasonable to pay for a server you know i have when i go to the movie theater 
for an hour. I give them twenty dollars. I'm like for a month of having the service. Uh, well, that's why they give you both. Quality, I'm fine. That's why they give you both because they know that there's a fair number of people who, unless you're WoW or maybe that's changing and it's and it's Final Fantasy now, but unless you're the big boy on the block, everybody else has to do something to entice people to come in. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. as much as people well, fawn over and meme the Final Fantasy free trial, which is very generous and very good, yeah, um, there's limits on how many credits you can have. You can't use the auction house. Yeah. There's some friend features you can't use, and uh, there's a lot of it that's logical. It's there to avoid you know certain abuses to the systems and stuff. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. Like, point is, there's limitations in all these games. If I think that's got to go away if they can't buy new servers. By the way. Well, they did. Just, they, they shut it down. Program. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, it's oh, done. Yeah. It's off. Yeah, it's, it's off now, right? So you yeah. only you only you only go yeah. free to play when people don't want to try your game. Like the only re- free to play is not this a uh, new industry standard. Free to play just means like they want to try and get new customers. Uh, oh yeah, they want you to pay. You should pay. Hundred percent using a service. But I mean, on the other hand, I'm glad that Star Wars did because I think that game was probably doomed. And now it's a healthy place with lots of players. I saw that. That's the other thing I wanted to mention. Levels 1 through 20, I expected to be a ghost town. Just me in 2012 content, you know? And it was the opposite. There were people all over the damn place. I was in places where, you know, I'm, I'm in a room where it's like everyone's doing like the same four quests I'm doing. It's like it was a lot. I was really surprised by that. And I, part of it might be, you know, same problem I was having. I couldn't get into Final Fantasy to save my life because of Qs. So other people are like, well, what's the, the alternative? Closest MMO, yeah. Yeah, maybe some of that was happening. Maybe some of it is just the general exodus away from Warcraft Central and people are just experimenting and went, I never gave this a shot. Let me try it again and then enjoying it. I, I don't know. But, but uh, man, some of the best storytelling I've heard this year happened in that game. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. Not some of the. The best storytelling I experienced in video games this year Happened in yes or sorry happened in that game. Close second would be ESO. Had some great story in there. Like it was funny how I got most of my story this year from MMOs, and it sounds like I'm probably headed towards some really cool story shit in Final Fantasy if I can ever get to to level. I'm leveling, but I mean you know I'm I'm like 28 or something. It's it takes a while. Yeah, it's slow. It's it's slow roll. It's a big game. What are you gonna do? All right, uh, let's move down to Bo's first category. Top older games he played. Yeah, same category as you. I tried to I tried to pair it up. Nice. Well, so where'd you top land on the games these? I played this year? So top game of 2021 that wasn't released in 2021 was Disco Elysium. Mm. It was a life-changing game. I keep thinking really that's narrative. this year, but that's not this year, just the special it's edition. Or overall, the best game I played this year. Oh, wow. Um, All right. So it's an experience. Give yourself over to it. Uh, you will invest a lot of time playing it, but for me, it was worth it. You get to do drugs, be um, an absolute mess of a human being, relate very much to the content. Have you um, experimented with alternate run-throughs yet? No, I'm like- saving it. So there's a hardcore mode, which makes the rules even harder to attain. And I went through as an intellectual, because I was playing it like me, and I guess I think I'm pretty smart. So <laughs> I played as an intellectual. And it, you know, I missed out on, you know, I didn't fight anything. I sucked at certain points in that regard. Um, I did drugs and my electrochemical system talked to me a lot, but I'm also curious, like, what if I'm really skilled at drugs? Because that's a category. Like, what happens? You know, do the highs 
provide me with even like what happens. And so what's great about that game, which is why I've been looking forward to both of you playing it is I know you'd probably play it differently and different things will happen. Like the outcome I got at the end of my run, not everyone's going to get it. It was, there's, I don't know how many skill checks were required and things to do to get what I got, including, you know, at the end of the game, and I'm trying to keep the spoiler free, but there is a there is a conclusion that you know makes your previous choices all through the game like relevant to the ending. So it's not like you just make choices and you move on what you do. The game kind of spits back at you what your tendencies are and stuff. You know, like you oh, get right. this context at the end. So it becomes a really full, well thought out experience that's fully voice acted the whole way. But that's the thing. So to answer your question, John. Yes, I'm planning my next playthrough to be an absolute meathead that's just going to punch everything and have like one in intellect and not really know things. Just go on my cop gut and just, you know, when someone's like gives me attitude, I'll just tell them I'm the law and they need to listen and I don't really care about their feelings and opinions. Smokes, let's go, you know, and uh, (laughs) put your hands down and punch (laughs) people who piss me off and be really good maybe at taking drugs and being tough. Uh, you know, because in the game, at one point, I find dumbbells, and I'm like, I couldn't lift them. And you look at a poster, <laughs> and it's got a strong guy on them. But I played an intellectual. I, I could. Yeah. I was not only could I, I couldn't lift them. I was scared of lifting them because I might put out my back. The game damages your health for all kinds of insane reasons. So as you're playing this game, you're kind of quasi gaslit, like. You know, at the beginning of the game, I flipped on the freaking light switch or the fan and it killed me. I had a heart attack doing the thing, you know. So, like, the game will, like, scare you into not doing very mundane things because it can end badly. But it is a fail forward kind of game. So, even if you don't make skill checks, you're still progressing the story. That's what happens in your story. Like, I tried to punch the kid. But I, I was also I was also bad at strength, so I whiffed, and the kid laughed his ass off at me and called me all kinds of inappropriate slurs that you can't like say on this show. As he should do, as he should have. Yeah, sounds like he deserved um, it. <laughs> yeah, he he really you know he really dominated me. He was uh, this kid was alpha, and I was his you know beta. Anyways, the writing in it's very reflective. You can tell a long time was spent making this thing i wouldn't go around expecting when's part two coming or when's the next thing coming because it took the it must have taken them actually i read an article about it recently it took them a long time to make this Mm. yeah um and it shows that doesn't surprise me because my my first playthrough my very first time i went very heavily on skills that were about like abstraction and creativity and interpretation and I had no idea what the hell was going on in the game <laughs> because everything yeah. was described to me in a <laughs> abstract way. Right. Like everything it was, was a conceptual uh, conceptualization. That could be. I can't remember the exact. Yeah, so like, so yeah, you have became a metaphor in the game yeah, instead you of have telling four you four main skills. You have the four main skills: intellect, psyche, motorics, which is dexterity and strength, basically physique. And then you have six sub things. So you could just go hard on visual calculus. And so what you're good at is seeing things visually and then determining like angles of direction on a crime scene or whatever. But if that that comes at the expense of not putting points and say, I don't know, uh, um, 
hand-eye coordination. So literally someone throws a coin at you or something at some point, you, you're like, oh, I can't catch it. Like <laughs> at one point there's like a femme fatale moment and you could do something cool. And I failed my check and I looked like a complete knob, <laughs> I was like, but you could pass the check. And so I'm like, what happens if I look really cool in this scene? Um, does some, what else, what, what else happens, you know, and it, it does sort of drive to a conclusion, but the journey to get there for everyone playing is so different. And I'm so curious and I've avoided spoilers because I am going to play another playthrough at some point, mm. uh, as a different build, but well, it's a long game. Yeah. It took me, I think, 70 to... Uh, what's my playtime on it? It was like 70 to 80 hours. But the reason why... I, I realized the reason why my playthrough was so long is because I went... 73.5 hours. I took Encyclopedia as a main stat, which means my brain is... Uh, I don't want to... How do I say this in a sensitive way? I'm like those TV show characters that, you know... Like Abed, basically. Mm. Like my brain is like anything I look at, I know the whole encyclopedia definition. So it's like I look at a book and it's like this book was written in 1989 by Gerald Depardieu. And he was part of the Insulindian moral intern and blah, 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 blah. So there's just my brain was just like blah, 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 blah. Everything I did. I think that bloated my 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 playthrough. Anyways, best game. Okay. Number one game for you. That's awesome. But it didn't come out. It came out in 2019. So it's not a game release this year. Sure, sure. Uh, Next on the list, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm -hmm. Maligned launch. Still a great game and worthwhile experience. This deserves. I mean, you know, this kind of scandal sells in the gaming circles. And certainly there is some disappointment. You could leverage a lot of criticism. But you could give equally, in my opinion, a lot of praise for the things it does well. Has a great soundtrack as a story that makes you feel like you're there. It definitely feels like a cyberpunk game. You form meaningful relationships with the NPCs that you work with and the dialogue choices do, you know, at one point, I think I talked about it on the show at one point, I'm like, I committed suicide. And I was like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> like, you know, the game allowed me the choice to do that. Um, uh, you know, and Keanu Reeves is awesome in this. Like he really, I feel like I felt at a certain point, you know, it wasn't like this is Neo or John Wick. I'm like, this is Johnny Silverhand. Mm. Um, it's a really, really good game. And I hope, you know, that there's a redemption arc here for CD project red when the expansion comes out and all that. Yeah. And I think they're going to do pretty well with their next gen update for new consoles and stuff. I think it'll yeah. be a little bit of a like, Hey, you know, we released weird, but now this thing is done and there's DLC and it's, you know, blah, they're going to probably do pretty well. So, yeah, I'm we'll looking see. forward to it and I'll be doing a second playthrough as V for sure. Yeah. Um, third for old games, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves was a delight. I avoided this game because I'm like cartoony and, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And certainly it isn't the most competent P- like PvP game. If you're thinking traditional shooter sense, it's really good at ship battles. Yeah. Um, I've had unique experiences like we were trying to we needed to get snakes for a trade mission and we would try to capture the snakes in cages but they'd spit venom in us and we were just muling them spitting venom and then Mike's somebody Mike said what if you played uh, music around them would the tame them you know like a snake oh, trap, wow. right yeah. and both we then we said oh, I don't know about that and Mike said like yeah you're right that sounds stupid but then I was like, you know, go ahead and try it. And we played music and the, ch- the snake chilled out. And I'm like, this game is awesome. <laughs> like, we didn't read what the things to do were. We were exploring the, all the mechanics. And the game was full of 
wonderful, delightful interactions that are surprising and make sense intuitively to humans and to stereotypes about pirates. And it's a full PvP game. You play four players, you have to work cooperatively, not to shoot people as a thousand other games do, but or, or you know, construct things in Minecraft. You have to operate a ship. Yeah. There's so many cooperative endeavors in life where you have to get a job, go to work, and work with people. Um, and the trick is doing something fun for a video. Like, why would I spend my leisure hours doing a job with other people that was fun? And the pirate thing makes it fun. And yeah. so this is really stellar. It's not without its criticisms. I wish it had more NPCs and a player hub. It's just pirates. Like the whole world of Sea of Pirates is everyone's a pirate. So you're not a pirate. You're just a right. You know, it needs some contrast and richness in that regard in the game world. And who knows? They might do a second one or something like that in the future. Yeah. But it needs that. And um, the other big issue is that the way that you measure, the way that you get score in this game, the size of your pirate penis is really how much gold you have, right? Like, that's, you know, so that's part of this game, except it has a store where you can shortcut it by buying things. And I'm like, Boy. this buying ship things or um, suits or pets with real money undercuts the game mechanic of earning money. You mm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, what's the point? I'm just going to sail around in cosmetics. So... It's got a few missteps, but overall, uh, it was a favorite game, and I, I love it. I, 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 I hope we play some. Uh, we really need to. I've, having picked it up, I only did solo here for a bit, uh, and I know it's not you know the, the the greatest solo experience, but I did have fun. I'm riding around on one of those small ships and kind of handling things, and I got ganked pretty hard a couple of times. And um, yeah. sitting in the chat says, and this is true, this is amazing, you can eat raw fish, get sick, and vomit into your friend's mug, and then they'll drink that that mug because it's theirs, and then they'll also vomit. Yep, can confirm we've done that. You can also throw it at people. So usually I'll vomit into a bucket and then throw it at Crofton. That's amazing. That's <laughs> of course, he's the perfect target. That's how. You Here's what it. I think about your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> throw the vomit. At him. Yeah, take this, buddy. Uh, well, all and, right. And you can play music. The music, everyone. There's four or five different instruments. So you can all pick a different instrument and the game automatically syncs up your audio. So you all play the instruments as if you're like going down. <laughs> That's, to cool. It's That's cool. It's so cool, man. There's so many magical little details like that that you don't see elsewhere. And so it's really a one of a kind offering in that way. It does. Uh, from what I can, t I could be wrong about this because who knows what all the delays are about for Skull and Bones over there at Ubisoft. Uh, but I think part of the problem is this is a formidable um bit of competition for them if they're going to make a pirate game they gotta they gotta really set themselves apart and that's probably why that game feels like it's never going to get made the one area sea of thieves is not strong which a lot of people like competitive shooting and and, and fighting and this game it's good at ship battles and it's okay at fighting but it's you know you swing your you go swing 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 skeleton dies swing 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 bad guys dies the guns don't have headshots you know like I was trying to do like Call of Duty mechanics at one point and it was like, I don't think this headshot's registering extra damage. Nope, it doesn't. Mm, you know, mm. it's so I could see a more hardcore pirate game cutting into this and saying we're going, you know, it, I, we're going less on the magic and more on the, you know, just like everyone's a cute pirate, even though they're kind of gross. It's a Pixar movie. Pixar pirate. I pirates, could see yeah. someone doing, you know, uh, the gritty version of this game, you know, yeah. which I think, I think, uh, skull and bones is probably that 
attempt anyway. I mean, that's, you know, Ubisoft doesn't make much in terms of cartoony looking games. So my guess is no, they're but- aiming for that, but we've heard so little about it. I don't even know if it's, I mean, I know they're still working on it because they claim that this year, but who knows what that game is at this point. Um, all right. No, but Steve Thieves is a known winner. Like if you have friends you want to play video games with, this will, as long as they're good at co-op, not every, not every player is going to be good at this. People who don't cooperate well will need not apply. Yeah. Work together, people. That's what we're saying. Uh, John, let's jump to your first category. Yeah, um, my first category is uh, John's favorite Final Fantasies of 2021. Yeah. Because 2021 <laughs> saw me play six different Final Fantasies. Oh, my God. Beat to some fashion five of them. Uh, so here, here they are, the top five Final Fantasies of 2021. Okay. Uh, number five, Final Fantasy 2. Oh, uh, it's very memorable, but not for great reasons. Uh, number four is Final Fantasy, the original, the OG. Sorry, two is the Cecil one, right? Uh, I don't know both seasons. Here's the problem. I changed all their names. Oh. The main character was always John in all of these. No, <laughs> you're talking to J- Japan, not to Yeah, Japan. yes. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, not the American okay. releases. Yeah, sorry. So, um, confused. Uh, these, so are these all, wait, are these all pixel, the P- pixel remakes or these a mix of things? Yeah, or? these are all the pixel remakes okay. that I played this year. All right. Um, with the exception of one, but it'll stand out as obvious, which one is not the one. Right. Um, but yeah, two, two is definitely like the final fantasy dark horse. It's very experimental. They have a lot of features like Morrowind and like the elder scrolls games in there where it's like use swords to get good at swords, use shields to get good at shields and get more HP and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a lot of really cool ideas. They just don't execute it very well. Sure. Um, and, and pretty innovative for its time, but I mean, it's a NES game, right? So yeah. Yeah. Doesn't hold up. Cutting edge for the era it's from. Yeah. Um, number four is the original final fantasy and you know, it's a great starting spot. It doesn't do anything insane. You kill chaos. You know, what else do you really need? That's, oh, that's do you it. do you do kill chaos? You kill chaos, do you? Okay, kill chaos. Oh, we're right. starting from the bottom up, not from the top down. Yeah, bottom up. Bottom up. Now we've been to the bottom. Now we're here, as the song now, goes. Okay. Now something. we're at number three, Final Fantasy four. Uh, this is the one with Cecil. Uh, oh, okay. Was pointing out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Final Fantasy four is great. It's uh, it's probably got the best um, of the pixel remasters that I played. It probably has the best story. Uh, it definitely goes wild. Like it's certainly the first time that Final Fantasy was like, what if we just went batshit crazy? Mm. Uh, you go to the moon um, <laughs> on a whale. Uh, there is you, you have a brother. You're from the moon, as it turns out. Like there's all sorts of crazy stuff in Final Fantasy four. I love it. Um, but it's it still wasn't my favorite of the pixel remasters. My favorite pixel remaster I played this year was Final Fantasy three, mm-hmm. a game that up until this point was not released in the US. Oh, and so this is I didn't realize that. I knew they'd all had different staggered releases and that two never even came here, you know, forever or whatever. But I didn't know that this was never released here until now. Why did not, I know that? Yeah, not really. I mean, so they did do a Nintendo 3DS version of Final Fantasy 3, which was a bit of a remake. Um, and that's the only other way that it had ever it had ever come out was uh, on the 3DS. And you could do you could obviously import it, um, which was an option. But at no point was there an official American release of Final Fantasy 3 until this. And it surprised me because it is my favorite of that old era 
Final Fantasy. I love the gameplay of it. Uh, I love the way uh, the story is very bland and generic. Like they don't even differentiate which character is talking. Mm. Um, It doesn't matter. Like your characters are just like heroes. But as far as the gameplay and the job system went and the stuff they were having you do, um, it's the it's the most fun of those old games that I played. But number one, and this will shock nobody, my favorite Final Fantasy of the year Final Fantasy 14. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. Oh, I'm shocked 14. by this. Okay, I was wondering what that was. XIV. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, who is. knows? Like, I haven't I heard John was... talk about it. Never heard him mention it, even Final yeah. Fantasy so, 14. So you didn't play the Magic Tech one, right? No, that's <laughs> that's six. Uh, that's and the okay. Pixel Remaster of six is coming out in uh, February. They've I finally announced that when that one's I, coming. That one, I have fond memories. That was a Super Nintendo one. Yeah. yeah, that one was uh, Super Nintendo 3 is what it was in the U.S. when it originally came out. That's so confusing the way they did all that. Why did they do it that way? Were they not? Were they were they mixed in terms of sales here or something? And that's why some did and some didn't. And all I that? think there was a lot of too hard for Americans mentality. You know, we got one. We got Final Fantasy one as Final Fantasy one. We got four as Final Fantasy two. And then we got six as three and then after that it was like oh well what if we put those games out in america yeah interesting um before you go in on 14 because we're talking about pixel game oh i'm not gonna go in on 14 so (laughs) i just wanted to say it might be on my list in a couple yeah it might come up again (laughs) i i because i got a gift that um it was nice but it made me think of you more than something for me but i got this uh chrono trigger Oh my gosh, what? look at that. What? It's just printed wow. pixel art from the game, like the sprites, but it's like, it's layered, oh, like so there's three different amazing. layers of glass. Yeah, I'm getting I just like knew a... you'd like it, so I was like, I can't wait to show John, because I'm no, like, probably I John should it. have this. This is really cool. But... It gives a parallax quality to it with the yeah, layering. Yeah, yeah. that's so super it's like cool. like by some private creator, I, the card was there somewhere. But... That's awesome. So, yeah, I actually played through Chrono Trigger as well this year. Uh, those weren't on there, but um, yeah, Chrono like Trigger is my Trigger favorite game. That thing is that yeah. thing is amazing. I watched you tr- stream more of that than I did anything else, uh, Chrono Trigger. For whatever reason, that's just what I caught you playing the most. Yeah. Enjoyed it. It was, it was good. Fun. It's fun to go back and revisit it, although it's a little rough once you get away from the NES UI and all of that. Like yeah. the Steam business was a little, it took some getting used to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that for years. All right, let's move back uh, to my dumb list. Here's here's our category now. Games not out yet that I played the most. You might call them early access. I don't know. Yeah. Some people do. They I call like, them preview. I like the description of not out yet. It just makes it sound like you got exclusive access to stuff. That's right. Game Pass calls them previews. That's uh, a weird way of putting it. Um, Steam calls them early access, of course. If you just look at EA, you might be worried I'm going to play Madden here. But no, I'm not. Rest of soul. Here's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I played a bunch of Proteus. Speaking of Game Pass preview games, I think Proteus is a badass take on like Quake, Doom, old school, but making it feel new. I know Bo played a bit of this as well. I thought it was really a cool game. Yeah, Proteus is super, super hot. Yeah, I hope that finishes out this year. I'd love to play the finished version of that. Uh, Teardown is another one of these games that I can't wait to see what the final version looks like. Still enjoying a you know overwhelmingly positive review on Steam. Everyone seems to like Teardown a lot. And um, man, my video card what works real well. Game? What's Teardown? Teardown's that voxel game where you're um, there's like a open run around be and be stupid mode, but there's 
a campaign basically <laughs> where you're supposed to do stuff like break into this warehouse thing and okay, figure out a way yeah. to turn off all the shit and then get out of there before the alarm goes off and and I everything's did play a lot of this game. Yeah, you did play it. That's true. And it, I think it may I mean it's it didn't come out this year but it's still in early access and I played a bunch of it and I really like it. It's um, cool. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Everspace 2 continues to be an early access game that I have very high hopes for. I think what they have in that game already is already great. It's basically Freelancer, and uh, I love those kind of space games. So that's what that game is. It's it's actually kind of nothing like the first Everspace, which was roguelike FTL thing, but in 3D. And this is not that. This is fly around, do missions, meet people, have a crew, uh, trade a whole bunch on the galactic trading market, put a new engine in because you found a cool one that fell off a ship you blew up. It's I gotta great. I got to play this. Yeah, Because this great. is what I wanted Everspace 1 to be. Yeah. And when I got it, I was like, okay, it looks good, but I don't I don't think I like this. Yeah, I think and that small team were like, you know, well, we can't quite go as crazy, so here's what we'll make. And it's fine what they made. But 2 feels like what maybe they wanted to make. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful. It's running in Unreal Engine 4, I believe. I don't know if they have plans for five, but it's 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 gorgeous. Very nice game. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2 coming along very nicely these days. I played a ton of that and really like where that thing is headed, despite the fact that, you know, we should all be sick of Rogue Legacy by now, given that it was one of these grandfather roguelikes. But 2 is doing some neat stuff, and I really like the art style, and I like all the stuff I'm playing with that so far. Um, but the number one, will this game ever be finished? I don't know, but the number one, Game not out yet that I played the most of and enjoyed the most and still love to death. And I cannot wait for 1.0 is Shipbreaker. Uh, I love that game. Uh, It would be if it was out, it would probably be my game of the year, but it's not. So I got to wait. But I love it. And I uh, there's a problem right now. This is hilarious. I'm stuck in this bug that they are aware of. But the problem is they put out this patch right before the Christmas break and all their people are on vacation and there's no fix for this until like after the first. So I've been hoping to make this my holiday game, but because I got stuck in this weird save loop, I'm I'm kind of screwed. So oh, I have no. to wait for this update and then they'll fix it. It's early access. I totally understand, but I love the new ships they introduced. I love what that game is in general. Um, the story's still too new for me to really give a grade on that, but just the mechanics of it are amazing. And I know I've talked to death about it on the show before, so I won't bore everybody, but Shipbreaker continues to be my one of my favorite things in the world. It's a game I could just, any time of the day, go, oh, what am I in the mood for? And I can just bounce off of 50 things, but this I can always come back to. I just love it. All right, Bo, your category for top list of electronics arts games. Oh, I'm sorry, EA, oh, early access. <laughs> sorry, I just can't see EA without thinking of EA, the company. Anyway, okay. uh, yeah, top list of early access games. So um, we have a recent entry as of like five days ago for number one. Or am I supposed to do this in reverse? I did one, two, three. Mine in reverse order, but you do you. You do you. You do whatever you want. All right, let's do three, two, one. Let's just let's have a bit of consistency in order here on core. Okay. Uh, I'll, all right, so Disco Elysium was my top for the older games thing. I yeah, did yeah. that in the wrong, all right, but I'm doing it proper now. Um, so number three, War Tales, which is recent. Um, it's a great game. It's an early access, but I really appreciate everything they've done with it so far. And I just want more of it. Same. I don't have a single bad thing to say. It's a strategy game. It's indie. So, you know, your expectations on some animation stuff is in check, but, um, 
I want more games that uh, just want to that are just hard. So actually, after you talked me into getting this, and, and I, I really, you really did sell me on it. Um, I had a question for you: Is it just me, or does it feel like War Tales is spiritually? It feels like an old '90s PC game effort. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean I, visually, I would, like like visually and like interface. That stuff's all up to date, and you know. Yeah. But but there's something about the ideas in the game and the difficulty of the game and the PC centricness of it. I I don't know. I just kind of get that vibe off of it. I do get that. I know I know what you mean. Having played PC games in the DOS days, and and there's that class of game that was like strategic or you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a game I play that it reminds me of that I can't remember the title to that I go to the internet archive where they host free emulated old PC games and I try to find it sometimes and I'm like I can't find it. Yeah. Has dragons and towers in it. It was kind of like you send your dragon, kill the tower, and get resources. Mm. I don't remember what it was. I don't though. either. But there's something familiar um, about that too. But yeah, but like my uncle would, you know, send me lots of different games to on floppies. When I'd see him, he's like, "Here's some floppies, man," and you know, play. I yeah. play those games. So it's a it really that vibe. It's really got that. Not only that vibe, but there's just like a a feeling of like I'm gonna hunker down and do this, like. I don't know. It's hard to explain. There's a coziness to it, even though it's difficult. I don't know. It's a, it's a really cool. Yeah, game. and the, there's a you know what it lacks in you know full animations on stuff. It makes up for in so many different mechanics and items and different things that do things. And I barely scratched the surface of the content. Not all the contents in the game, right? But I'm still just in the first zone and a little bit in a second zone. And I mean. And none of the levels are in there. Like, there's just a lot of different systems running, and uh, it's it's a pleasure to play. But uh, my, I stopped playing because number one took over recently, which I'll get to. But first, number two, mm. Dyson Sphere Program. Oh yeah, I love this game so much. Um, I've just put a ton of hours into it. I don't know why, but the 3D smallness of everything just appeals to me and flying to planets and doing the planets thing. I still have Factorio satisfactory on my to try list, mm-hmm. but I actually just like making little bricks of substances and putting them on conveyor belts. Um, and it's still, it's still an early access, but I played a ton of that game and I, I love it. I love the scale of it too. Like the system will have like a hundred planets. Yeah. So you're trying to build things up. Like even you're showing it to the stream. Now I'm like, I kind of want to, Kind of itching for it too. I I also got it. It it streamlined a lot of stuff these games struggle with. Like uh, I like Factorio quite a bit, but Factorio is a little cumbersome in terms of managing your stuff. I mean, you can get around it. Obviously, people have crazy stuff in Factorio, but this game just does some really smart stuff with how your inventory is handled. And when something's being made, you can kind of see in your inventory what's being used in real time to build Mm -hmm. the thing. And I don't know. I just appreciated all that kind of that kind of stuff and. You also yeah, mentioned like it's some, not, some. It's not trying to be. It's very user friendly, but also not. And I think probably just because it's the localization yeah. <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, it's just fun. I just I feel the atmosphere and vibe that the game gives is just incredible. Yeah, uh, I love playing that game. I got to play it again. I haven't touched it in a while, so I'm guessing there's updates and things I haven't been. Yeah, you can make blueprints, so you can set up a bunch of areas, like mm-hmm. for you know, like a let's say a bunch of smelters and conveyor belts, and then yeah. you can blueprint it. And you can save it and send it to me, and I can drop your blueprint into my thing. So there's a whole deal with with, with blueprinting, um, but you can just save it for yourself. If you go to another planet, you don't want to build everything from scratch. You can drop your blueprint in and, and 
anyways, there's, there's, there, there is definitely more things in the game. Now. It's one of those games that, um, how do I put this? I don't know how to describe it. I just lose my, I lose myself in time in it. <laughs> like I yeah. forget, on it. I forget that I have to do anything else. And you see, it's, it doesn't give you the objectives. You're like, I need to make those blue crystal matrixes now. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, in order to do that, I need to make these two things. And these two things require me to make this thing and this thing. And then I got to pipe it in somehow logistically and oh, I'm out of power. I need to also pipe in a better source of power. And yeah. should I put three in? Maybe one's not enough. Production's too slow. And then you're like, I got to scale this operation. And next thing you know, you're lost in your own brain doing engineering and, and logistics problems. And sure. five hours goes by. Yeah, it's great. Uh, for real quick um, here, if you want to know what we're saying about the localization, it's a lot like this guy. Wear it on your dominant arm. There's a bit of that going on. Just there's a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a, it's a feeling yeah. of like that guy knows real good English, but it's something's off and it's kind of in a weirdly charming way. It's hard to explain. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah, like it, it. There's definitely, there's definitely tool tips in there. We're like, I don't, it's made it less clear what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. That's awesome. Um, and we're going to get to my number one, which it became my number one as of five days ago, because since, I want to say Boxing Day. Yeah, Boxing Day. My sister. So on Christmas, my sister is and and her husband Jonathan are like, "Yo, we've been playing Valheim. You got to play." And I was like, "Cool, man. Invite me." So on Boxing Day, they invited me to play, and I bought this game on launch. I've had it since February. I mean, I touched it a little bit, and I went, oh, "I don't know. It doesn't seem that good." <laughs> so I logged in, and I since so when was Boxing Day? The twenty sixth, right? So yeah. one, two, three, four. In five days, I have put in. Um, sorry, let me get the figure. Drum roll: fifty-three, fifty-three point six hours. Oh my! I, I was off work for a bit of it, so I've pretty much done nothing but, you know, poo, eat, and um, <laughs> in play that, Valheim. Is it in that and order? I streamed a lot of it too. What's please, that? please tell me it's in that order: poo, eat, and do yeah, Valheim. Poo, eat. Yeah, you wake up, you poo, you eat, play <laughs> Valheim. Yeah. I'm, no, yeah. that's cool. I, yeah. I mean, this was all the rage for a while. Obviously, it's a rage. It's in all these top ten lists, but um, I kind of fell well, off of it when because I'm not a giant crafty crafting kind of player. But I don't know. I got to push through. I, I would have said the same thing. Like Minecraft never appealed to me. A lot of these survival games don't really appeal to me. I think there are a few reasons why this is the exception. And, and what it's an overwhelmingly positive game made huge waves earlier this year. It's not all fully out, so I expect it to have a resurgence in popularity uh, when more content comes out. Here's where it wins. Uh, for an indie game, it has a beautiful atmosphere. When you're in the I Black agree. Forest and the sun is setting on one side and it's yellow and warm on one side and blue and dark and everything... like. They've really aesthetically, they really nail the feeling of this universe, right? Which it, does, it doesn't feel like they're depicting the real world, but you feel like you're in the Black Forest when you're in the Black Forest, you know? And so it has that going for it. Um, the other thing is the skill systems are um, good. It's, it's got the Skyrim skill system, but you lose levels on death. So it's a bit punishing, but the thing is, the, the what you gain from the levels is incremental and not really a big deal. So it's not like you're like, oh man, I lost a bunch of stuff. You're like, well, whatever. I I, I do one point less damage or something like that's no big deal. Um, but there's all kinds of weather. The environment reacts to you in all kinds of cool ways. Um, it's not. It's a bit tower defensey, and the idea is that you you're gonna need to craft your gear 
hang on, let me let me backtrack. What makes this great is that it's Minecraft's kind of open. These games are kind of open. This is like you have five bosses to kill. The game's over when you kill the five bosses. I assume there'll be more later, like eight bosses. Yeah, probably. Um, and it doesn't really explain much to you except in these cryptic things. But just to provide more context, the the to build the equipment you need to defeat bosses, you'll have to set up a little settlement, right? And you're like, okay, let me set up a workbench and maybe I have to sleep. Enemies are harder at night, so I should go to bed at night. I need a campfire. Kind of like the way Dyson Sphere works. You're kind of like, I need this, I need this, I need this. Okay, I'm set. Then the game sends waves at your camp. And as you defeat bosses, the waves that attack your camp get harder. So you you have an arms race, essentially. So, like, I haven't progressed on the next boss yet because I'm worried about what they're going to send up my camp, probably going to destroy it. And right now I can handle the waves. Then the other part is going out and collecting resources. And this is where it really hooked me. Um, or you have to go and mine in the Black Forest. And I made my base in the meadow. But you could, it's very heavy. You have to lug a cart behind you, rickshaw style. And so it was this whole adventure cutting a path to make the land flat so the rickshaw wouldn't spill and take damage, clearing brush, clearing trees, clearing rocks, making a road into the black forest, and then mining, and then getting attacked in there, and then being at night and almost lo- they can you can lose your cart. And it can, you, can, you can die. and yeah. So it became this whole journey just to bring ore back. And then I was like, I need to build a base. So I start building a second base in the Black Forest. And I need to dig a hole. And next thing you know, 12 hours are gone. And it's not like it was a chore. I was just like, I'm trying to survive in this harsh world. Um, so it's really fun. And there's all kinds of different resources to get you going to crypts. It isn't just about breaking blocks, but it is resource gathering. Mm-hmm. The thing that makes it fun, because you're like, maybe I won't like this game solo. I happen to enjoy it. You can play with up to 10 players on a server. Yeah. So if you're like... You know, like when I was with my sister and, and her husband, Jonathan, we're like, we're going out to get some some copper mine ore. And so my sister was the bow and arrow lady and she would shoot things and Jonathan would tank and I was just new. So I just jump around and try to help. <laughs> and and then we'd all spend time, you know, we'd be working cooperatively to bring resources back and it made, you know, work. Many hands make light work, right? So it's really good multiplayer game with just defined focus and and the viking aesthetic is of course cool here vikings and yeah people like vikings sure yeah so actually i feel um, like maybe this is the year where people are going to get a little tired of vikings but this isn't a game that did that to people this is a game where people really enjoyed the aesthetic it's it's really just aesthetically vikings it's not slapping you over the head with that it's a viking like say assassin's creed valhalla uh you know it's very much like viking characters there's no dialogue in this game it's all make your own journey it's fun and um, getting upgrades to your gear is fun. Facing trolls are crazy and fun to fight. They're giant. Um, and it's got a bit of Sea of Thieves in that you can build boats and try and sail them, although it's not quite as comprehensive as Sea of Thieves, sure, but sure. everyone can get on a boat. That's it, where I died once. It's taken over boat. my life this week. I, I can't believe how much fun I'm, I'm having and how every second I'm not playing it. Even now doing the show, I'm like, I kind of wish I was playing Valheim right now. <laughs> Um, John and I will take no offense at that. It's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. No, you guys are great. It's yeah. just, you know, when a game takes over your brain and you just, yeah, like, especially me, I get really, <laughs> uh, I get really hooked into the games. It's, it's got me good. That's pretty I, awesome. I love this game. All right, there you go. Bo's pick for early access game of the year, Valheim, which I think a lot of people would agree with you. John, let's get over to you and your games he should have played more in the year of 2021. 
Yeah, I mean, it's no secret that uh, a few games, uh, mostly one, dominated my life this year, which meant a lot of games that I was interested in suffered. And these are the top five of those. So um, number five, Forza Horizon 5, Mm. which does something that you see in some games, mostly it's racing games, but I really like, and I'm a sucker for, which is it tells you the stats of your friends while you're playing. And so you'll be playing and it'll say, hey, Scott's done this in this time. And I'm like, oh, that's Scott. He's so fast. Yeah, he's such a I fast wanna, guy. I want to I wanna beat Scott's race or, you know, his ghost will go by automatically during a race or something like that. And, you know, that that stuff is really cool. And I am a sucker for that. And nothing makes you feel more like I'm not doing it right. I'm not playing enough. By not contributing back to that, because I know what I'm getting out of it from my friends who are playing a lot more than me. Yeah. And I'm not I want Scott to be annoyed about something I did. So that's not <laughs> going to happen because I've raced like two courses and I didn't do a very good job of it. Yeah. All I have is Garrett so, to piss me off. He's always showing up in a race and like beating me. And it's like you freaking ghost car. And it's not really <laughs> him. But Garrett, like, Garrett likes his cars. Pisses me yeah. off. Yeah. He's car porn car guy, guy. But. Yeah, it's uh, that is a really cool feature of it. And it seems to be the one that they really hang their hat on uh, in terms of engagement, and I really like that about the game as well. It's very yeah, cool. I think it's super cool, and it's just it's made me keenly aware of how little of this game I've played, despite thinking it's absolutely gorgeous and and doing a lot of really cool things. So I want to play more of that. You should. It's uh, very good. Number four, Lost Ark. Mm. Um, this is a game that I got into the beta. I bought it and I went in and I went to play the beta and I hated how combat felt. Mm. And instead of pushing through it and trying to get good and trying to see what else was there, I went, oh, I think this game plays bad. And I turned it off. Mm. And then I've heard nothing but people gushing about how good Lost Ark is while I'm sitting here going, boy, I sure would love a good action RPG. And... I think I need to give that game more time and more attention than I did. Um, And I'm not going to lie. My heart wasn't in it. So when I tried it and didn't like how it played, I didn't give it time to sit and, you know, have a chance. Instead, I just went "Eh," and turned it off. So the good good news is that February, you get the full meal deal. It's all done in February. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm ready for it. I want it. I think it's, I think it's together. It's an online game. I'm going to be playing a ton of this. This is like my number one, most anticipated, I think. So, so I definitely think I'll play more of it in 2022. I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't do much when I had the opportunity. All right. Another game. Number three. Yep. Inscription. Uh, this game is right up my alley. Yeah. It's a simple horror game that's maybe got a little more going on. I love the aesthetic. I love the look. I love whatever the hell this game is. Mm-hmm. But I didn't put enough time into it to find out. Yeah. Um, and I need to play more of this. Like it's this game is cool. wild and weird and bizarre. And instead I lost really bad and went, yeah, this game's hard and, and turned it off. And then I just never went back to it. And I think that's a crime because I want to see more of it. It, it is a crime. Also, I noticed something this week. It was a very specific thing I noticed. I tweeted about it. I don't know if anyone saw it, but I tried to find a poorly reviewed uh, game from the publisher. Now I can't think of their name all of a sudden. Uh, Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital. Jeez. I tried to find a game that was badly reviewed from a Devolver for years. I can't find one. They're all very positive or higher on Steam. There's no such yeah. thing as like a middling or mixed or any of that for any game they've ever published. And I'd, I've made me want to know more about them. Like one of those game documentaries where you really dig into like 
the philosophy and I don't know the mission of a, of a company and why they do what they do. And there's something about their games when they announce something news coming or I see a screenshot, I immediately pay attention. I'm like I'm getting whatever the hell this is. I will play yeah. their weird ass game, and it always gets good reviews and is never garbage. And I love that about them. So anyway, this is one of those. It's fantastic. It's a very good game. Yeah. Uh, number two for me, Age of Empires 4. Uh, Scott, you and I talked about this game a lot yeah. before it came out. How yeah. we like to play. Yeah. Then it came out and I was like, oh, it looks like it's going to do the thing. And then you played more than me and you were like, John, it does the thing. And we were both very excited. And I, with the exception of accidentally clicking the icon and launching it yesterday, haven't played it again <laughs> since I did the tutorial. And I didn't even finish the tutorial. And I just feel like, you know, it didn't get enough attention from me it just was one of those things i'm like oh, it's a microsoft game i have game pass i know it's going to be around i'm not going to worry too much about it but i've been wanting to play more age of empires ever since they re-released age of empires 2 and i've yet to do it and it's time for me to pull the trigger yeah you need um, to play some. but i just didn't I it didn't. is the only not just the best rts i played this year it's the only rts i cared to play this year because i'm kind of sick of rts is not really my jam anymore yeah, why but am i not playing that i agree with it's that. great and you know what some people complained at the top they went this has got eight races the old game had like 30 what's wrong with this game and i have an answer to that the old games had slightly different skins on exactly the same yeah, it wasn't a huge difference very small them. differences it was usually like one unit you know that was different but you know maybe an elephant or the other one team had the guys with a gun or something but for the most part they were all kind of samesy this game has eight and they're all maybe not quite as extreme as zerg to terran different but they're all very different and in some very fundamental ways and that to me is the spice of of what makes this game interesting. Now, I'm not playing competitively. I'm not even playing multiplayer. I just love making a big turtled up city and fighting off dudes that try to break in and expanding and getting more gold and just wrecking the map. And, and that's and it's doing it for me. Yeah, so this game is I great. Want. Play um, Northgard, by the way. Yeah, I liked Northgard. Northgard was the one with uh, it had a weird idea, didn't it? It's like, it's like a Viking version of this. Kind of, yeah. It had a weird way of uh, collecting or, uh, sorry, conquering new land in that game, if I remember right. I did play a bit of it. Um, yeah. So, the, cause yeah. it's the same developers as War Tales. It's the only reason I just connected to it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh, wow. That's great. That's a, they have such a different look than, than that. Uh, yeah, game. yeah. It's very different. But, you know, it's a good, like, you know, you, you look at what other games that they developed. This is early access. It's yeah. Northgard's the game. I love Northgard. So, just on a, the Age of Empires topic, I'm like, I need to play Age of Empires. I yeah. like Northgard quite a bit. You know, yeah, so. it's it's really cool. The the those looking for fantasy aren't going to find it here. This is very historic, very accurate to the time. Uh, the The campaign is basically a series of here's an actual battle. You're in charge. Let's go. And they'll show video footage of the place now, and then these ghostly characters on top of like a modern shot of the of the battlefield. But then it'll meld into the game world, and now you got to fight where this was a thousand years ago, and I personally really like that approach. Some people find that, you know, not as exciting as, I don't know, Warhammer Total War or something, which I, I get. But I think Age of Empires 4 is actually pretty triumphant for what it's supposed to be. And part of that is because it's it really goes back to the template of 2, which I think is the, the you know, the previous high point of the series. And I, and I think that was smart. I really like it. All right, John, what's your final should have played it more game? 
Number one, didn't play it, should have played it, uh, is Deathloop. Mm. This game has been getting so much buzz and so much attention, and people have, have had so many nice things to say about this game. And I went in and I played enough to know that it seems really solid. It just wasn't what I wanted at the time that I was playing it. And I went, okay, this seems very competent. This seems very cool. I love everything that's going on here. But I am just not in the mood for this type of game and put it down and didn't go back to it. And uh, by all accounts, it seems like that might have been a mistake because this game, uh, like I said, is getting extremely good reviews, uh, seems very, very cool. And uh, I just, you know, I only put an hour or so into the thing and I, I wish I could say more about it, but I can't. Yeah. I like Arcane a lot. I like all their games. This seemed like a no-brainer for me. I did the same thing, though. I just haven't played it. Um, I think part of me was like, this will end up on Game Pass because yeah, Microsoft and- owns it now, and there's a limited window of PS5 exclusivity, but it will end up there. And so I I feel like I'm a little bit like finding out Netflix has a movie coming that they'll have in perpetuity, so why rush or why spend the money now? That's kind of where my head yeah, was. It's number one this week. You should watch it while it's hot. Yeah, watch it while it's hot. <laughs> Yeah, I got to see it all right now. And that's um, and it's made easier by the fact that there are a million games to play and I'm fine playing them all and not being first guy in line. But um, but yeah, I'm with you on this. I want to I want to play this game. Check it out. See what's up. Uh, All right. Very nice. Let's swing back up to the top of the list here and talk about. Scott's favorite chore core games that aren't Shipbreaker because <laughs> that Here game rocks. Here's the list. Yeah, here's the list. So I played a bunch of them this year. I won't get too tied up in each one. Uh, but Bus, I, I did play Bus. <laughs> it's called Bus? It's called Bus. That's the one with the, you're in Germany and you're just a bus driver and you're trying to pick up people and take them where they need to go. It's very much what it sounds like. It's a bus simulator. Uh, lawnmower simulator I have, I think is amazing in some ways and has a couple of big holes in it and I wish they would fix them. It's mostly, mostly just purely a mechanical issue with the way the mowers work, but <laughs> it's fun building your little lawn mowing business in Europe, which is what that game's all about. Uh, mech simulator, uh, or mech mechanic simulator is the full name. I really enjoy that game. Uh, they, the devs have gone dead silent since its release. No one knows why. There's a lot of complaining in the discussion forums but it's a finished game so i don't know what their problem is it's not an early access or anything it's a functioning game i forgot about that one yeah and i really liked it it's basically car simulator uh, a car mechanic simulator except you're working on giant mechs and that to me was pure was a genius combination robot jocks it's not perfect but it's a good time i liked it mech simulator is that or mech mechanic simulator Uh, The next one for me that took over my life, and I will talk about, I'll talk about more in depth when I get to the best game of the year. Um, (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. It's in the list. It's not number one, but it's in the list. Um, And that's Tavern Master. That game, in a very short order, destroyed my soul. I got so into it. I played a bunch today, in fact. Um, I beat the main game, and I'm now doing sandbox stuff. Uh, I didn't play anything else this year that was as easy as to get into and as relaxing to play. This was the most chill. Just l- play this game and be smart about your upgrades and watch it happen and 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 just be a good tavern runner. Um, I think that game is a little bit of a genius and it's a single developer. I think he did an amazing job. Can't wait to see what he does next. 
uh, Tavern so Master is rad. Game, man. Oh my god! I wonder how it compares to Love Tavern, the game that I accidentally pulled up when I went to find Tavern Master. <laughs> I have a feeling uh, Love maybe Tavern. Maybe don't show it on stream. Yeah, um, but I, I think it's a different kind of tavern. Yeah, I'm. Ta- it does I'm, look like you can cook food. Yeah, I'm notoriously poor, bad at putting up the games I'm playing on stream. I'm very good at doing it while you guys are talking. I'm terrible at doing it when I. It's just it's too many things at once, but. Tavern Master is rad. I know a bunch of you, I heard from you from last week's show, have picked it up, and I think you'll be glad you did. And it's it's really just been, it's been my holiday game. I loved it. Uh, Pressure Washer Simulator. This game has come a long way, and it's rad. Do you want to spray stuff off shit? Man, these guys got you covered. <laughs> it's great. You go, they'll give you a job like, here's a whole kid's uh, jungle gym, and it's a mess. Uh, you got to clean that thing. And you go out there with your pressure thing, and you got different soaps you can use, and different settings. All, kid all the kid boogers, all the grime and grit. Uh, uh, ru- taking rust off the front of an old truck is a, just an amazing feeling. That game is also overwhelmingly re- uh, positive reviews on Steam. It's still in early access, so I probably should have put it in the other group. But we're talking about Chorecore here. Uh, it's in a kind of category of its own. Um, and then my number one, the one I spent the most time in. And had the most fun, had the most jank. So it was kind of busted in a lot of ways, but in the best ways, because it was always funny jank, was Gas Station Simulator. I really liked it. Now, these guys are making a uh, roadside cafeteria sim- simulator as well. And I will play the really? shit out of that. That because- one sounds Wait, like that, that like- one might be the one that gets me. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, that sounds so that much like a Starbucks like kind of thing. No, more like, like an old side. Yeah, like an old diner on the side oh. of the road. Like season two of Fargo where the murders happen. There you go. Yep. In fact, oh, that's- man, I'm just watching. I'm rewatching that. Literally. It's funny that you use that as the reference because I'm rewatching that literally now. Yeah. On episode three. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's that a diner re- scene is crazy. It's an awesome. Oh, I love that season so much. It's so good. By the way, watch so, okay, power. So- watch power of the dog because uh, Jesse Plemons and his new wife uh, who they and they met on Fargo season two. What's her name? Uh, Mary Jane, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, they're together now. They met on. They got married. Oh yeah, they got. They met I on know, Fargo. I guess if you're gonna torture a guy together, you're gonna. Yeah, you know, you, you, you those who get torture married. together get married. Yeah, that's the rule. Um, so they do. Yeah. They've done a bunch of stuff together. But that Power of the Dog movie that's on Netflix right now, which probably uh, huge Oscar bait. That movie, they're great in it. Those two, fantastic. Anyway, sorry. Back to video games. Uh, where was I? Oh. Gas station, gas station simulator had some of the dumbest, like dumbest breaking moments. I got a guy named Juan who works for me <laughs> and he's supposed yeah. to clean and do things around the gas station. He's just an NPC. But at one point, and I'll put this gif up on, on the screen because it's too good. He just broke and he, and he, and he appeared in his sitting position, drinking a beer for the whole game and just scooched around the world, uh, in this sitting position and it was amazing. Like dumb stuff like that was happening constantly. And it's also set like Route 66. It's dirty and dusty and gross. And it's not your typical gas station. You're constantly sweeping up after these dirty customers. The customers themselves are really ridiculous and weird looking. And you do everything from, you know, spending their, or they spend their money and you swipe their items to going out and filling their car full of gas. Lots of little mini games. You got to keep the warehouse stock full of beer and cigarettes and newspapers. I loved this game. Still do. Uh, but if I'm honest, I'm more, I'm probably more excited about that, di- that diner thing. 
given the pedigree know, of this. You're doing bump simulator as well, right? Uh, I don't know if that's the bump simulator guys or not. Is it? Maybe. Uh, let me have a. I meant check. to check that's that game. I haven't. Good. I have not checked that game out. I'm. I'm worried if I play that game that the game is just like mean to homeless people, and I'm worried about that. Uh, I don't know. I've that's been no. one of my secret fears with the game as well as like you well, know. You're not going to be mean. Going you, for a, you are a bum. Yeah, I know. But like, how am I portrayed? Am I? If I'm well, magical, this is just and, how it works in the homeless world. You you fight each other for scraps and throw pigeons and poo, you know, poo at each other. <laughs> yeah, that seems really respectful <laughs> to the homeless. Doggy dog world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think that might be the problem. That might be the problem. I don't know. I shouldn't judge because I've seen, I've played none of it, and I've watched no video. So I, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of that in real life. Here at the Rito Center, I saw like two bums go at it because one of them that was their spot for panhandling. The other one was like, "This is my spot," and they were like, "All right." Hold on a second. Going you guys, down. you guys have a you have a D- Dorito Center. Is that what you call it? No, Rito. Rito. Oh, I was excited. Dorito owned one of your stadiums no, or something. Moved into Canada. <laughs> I ate a lot Dorito of ranch Center Doritos today. The bridge. Anyone from Ottawa who knows it, where the buses go in the back. Yeah, there's one bum sitting there, and the other one was like, "This is my spot," and he's like, "Oh yeah, well it's my spot, eh?" And then <laughs> you say, "Eh?" Got up and they started hey? yelling at each other, eh? <laughs> Who the hell, who the F do you think you are, eh? Yeah. It's my dad's spot. Get out of my do spot. Canadians say A more when they're hostile? Like, does it come out more when they are angry? No, I'm just hamming it up for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just really like it. I, think, I just I mean, was wondering yeah. if that was a thing. Like, because that's not seems the awesome. A, but mm. it's, you know, in Fargo, you know how they talk in a certain way. I can't yeah. really do it, don't you know? But yeah. like, <laughs> Canadians, uh, like, how do they do it? Yeah. 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 Like, oh, yeah. You say. don't oh, uh, yeah. You say, oh, yeah. the funny looking yeah. one. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyways, but Canada, rural Canada, like you've seen it on Letter Kennedy, I'm sure. Were they kind of talking a certain way? Yeah. Like, oh, look at that guy down there. Yeah, they that's totally. Special, yeah. Eh? Especially you know, like, uh, Squirrely Dan talks like that a lot. There's a, there's a musical melody uh, that's distinctly Canadian, and that's what I more associate. Well, I like it. Never stop. And so, use we say use a lot. It's like they over. They, that's what I didn't like about Letter Kennedy. Letter Kennedy. Kenny. Kenny. Is there, there's that one bigger guy who always says use guys there. Oh, that's Dan. That's like, squirrely Dan. Yeah, yeah. Like we do say you like rule. It's always use. Like hey, what are you doing? <laughs> but he was like hamming it up way too much. Where he's using it every second, yeah. second, and I'm like, it's like, oh, this, you know, you know what you should do. Like, this is a weird experience. We went back and watched the first few us episodes. Guys don't say it that much. We watched yeah. the first few episodes of Letter Kenny, and he doesn't do it at all in the beginning. Never, like, never says it. And then something happened around season two, maybe three, and now Squirrely Dan does that. Use shoulds goes to the stores or whatever. Oh yeah, and it's too many s's. Like yeah. we say use, but we don't say you shoulds goes to the store. Like, I'm just like. Yeah. It, it's like it's not funny like just he's say it's funny it. normal like it's weird yeah he's hamming it what I the wonder. hell are you doing you know like they they say use all the time yeah uh, i have a mad crush on the sister i can't think of her name she's super mm. cute and too young for me but anyway let's move on a mad, uh, mad crush great white rapper from yeah Toronto, mad crush by the way. yeah there is really is there a guy named mad crush no oh. <laughs> I was but, gonna. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Rap names are Mad Crush. Yeah, Mad Crush is pretty I good. See Mad Crush. Uh, so yeah, I'm giving Gas Station Simulator the the top honor there, the chore core this year. There's a lot of good stuff, and uh, Shipbreaker, of course, should be on this list, but it is in early access, and I can't quite count it yet. Um, but it'll probably be my game of the year, whatever year it comes out. So we'll see. Uh, all right, throwing it down to Bo for your third category, Bo. 
games oh, that you okay. barely best played. Games, uh, my third category, everyone, is the best games I bought and didn't play or barely played. <laughs> it's like John's. It's actually an extensive list. I'm just going to rifle through them quick because I didn't play them. I don't have much to say about them. Um, yeah, I bought Metro Exodus on Steam. I waited a year, bought it on Steam on launch. You did it. You I'm, committed to it. I haven't, haven't touched it. It's been over a year <laughs> since I bought it. I should play some Metro Exodus. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ziggurat who bought me Inscription, and I still haven't touched it. So thanks for that. I will play it at some point. Oh, yeah, you should. Um, Mass Effect Legendary. Actually, I did play that. It doesn't count. I'm taking that off the list. I refunded That's it. It's gone. It's gone. Um, so we've got Metro Exodus, Inscription. Next on the list is Wildermyth. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited to play it. I don't think I was in the right frame of mind to play the game, uh, and I never got back to it. So, you know, bought it, didn't play it. It seems I hear really good things about it constantly. So It's in my last... list of best games ever this year. I love Wildermyth. Wildermyth is amazing. Yeah. So I haven't played it. I bought it, could play it, and, you know, could play it. I don't have a good turn-based RPG to play, and it's like, play Wildermyth, you idiot. You should. That's, that's my inner monologue. The, d- um, the DM in you is going to love what that game does. Like... Yeah, yeah. It's I crazy. think what I don't like is I don't like the, I don't like the, the art style's weird. They are. Yeah, I don't like the art. It's weird. I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, you know, I got used to it, and now, and I actually now that you now that I played it, I understand why it's a little cookie cutter because anything else would be so complicated in that game. Like I'm not. Yeah. Once yeah. you play it, you go, oh, that's why they only have these eight heads and these three poses. I know. And these, because I think that's why I think I got to give it a chance. Sometimes a game you got to give it a chance. Yeah. So, anyways, so I haven't really played it. Last one on my list, the one I'm most interested about, because I don't even know we talked about it too much here, is a game called Jupiter Hell. Oh, right. I don't um, even know is, what that is. I remember that. It is a turn-based Doom game. Yeah. It's Doom, but turn-based, top-down. Uh, it's a little bit like actual Rogue. Yeah, like, like the uh, old school Rogue. Rogue-like, it's more Rogue, but Doom Rogue. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, every input is a turn the enemies have turns and it's easy to go fast you can put a lot of inputs in you're going fast but it's basically rogue uh and you go but you go through an aesthetically doom looking style game with doom like literal imps and, and renamed imps and stuff you have a console you level up your dudes and i liked it i just uh didn't I didn't play it very much. Yeah, this game is came out in August. It, it I played it as well. It's very cool. Um, the developer was making a Doom themed game and got a takedown notice. Bethesda told them they couldn't do it, and so I they. I think it was more Doom named. Like I think they changed it to Jupiter Hell. I'm yeah, they did. Everything about it. it was very Doom. They had Doom monsters, um, but that's the reason it feels like Doom because it basically was at one point. But they they reskinned it, changed a bunch of stuff. Um, but it retains what made it cool. It's not your typical XCOM turn-based. It's more like roguelike turn-based from way back in the day, like Bo says, which is important to note because it's not exactly going to be what you think it is. I don't yeah, know. like when you're while you're showing video right now to the to the and it's it looks like it's actiony, but that's actually turns. Like yeah. every time they do something, like you could just take your hands off the keyboard, the game's paused. Yeah, yeah. But it just allows you to input things so that it's almost like an action game. But there's some. You know, in turn-based games, there's turn science. Yeah, where like you got you got to think about like your move sometimes, or else you make a miscalculation. Oh yeah, and you're screwed. Yeah, this game uh, is anyways. relentless that way. It'll kill you, and it has no problem killing you. Uh, yeah, as I've discovered, I'm like going quick, and then all of a sudden I'm dead, and I'm like, I should have thought about. Yeah, you got to take your time. I did them. It reminds me, if anyone out there, any nerds out there, know about the Atom series, uh, A T O M. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They also have a new game in early access that's very good. I think I talked about it on the show, uh, but it's just like that. Yeah, same did. idea. Yeah. Those same. are like rogue game, like mm-hmm. not roguelike, like they're roguelites. They are they're old school, man. Very cool. Rogue games. That's the game where a bunch of fish killed me. That was a weird game. <laughs> anyway, All uh, I had nice. To eat was an old fish. <laughs> Jupiter Hell, man. Good game. Uh, all right. Uh, so there's Bo's list of that. Hey, John, why don't you tell me about John's non-2021 games of 2021? Yep. So like your guys' first list, that now's mine. I, I moved it up a lot. Yeah. Uh, number five, House Flipper. I I didn't think I was going to play this game <laughs> at all. I did it as a courtesy as it was gifted to me yeah. and was like, well, whatever. We'll try it. And uh I loved it. It was very relaxing. It was very rewarding. I had a lot of fun. It was like, it was like one part, the Sims that I liked, you know, like building a house and putting things together and all that. It was like all the elements of the Sims I liked without the part of the Sims that I didn't like, which was taking care of a weird family of people and realizing like, (laughs) well, actually the realizing you should be doing this in real life is still a part of house flipper, but it's not as bad. Right. It's only when you're cleaning and you're like, God, my house is a mess. It's not this bad, but it's a mess. Yeah, yeah um, totally true. But I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's it's a really solid game. Um, it plays pretty much with the exception of vacuuming up cockroaches and glass exactly the way you want it to play at all times. And uh, just a just a really fun. It game. is a delightful chore core game. I love that you got into it for a bit. I reviewed it here on the show prior to that, and I do remember the time going. John will never play this game. As I was explaining it, I was like, "I'm I'm talking into the wind here. There's no way he or Bo will ever play this game." And then, boom, you played it, and you were like, "Wait, I get it." So what I'm saying is, I've made a little bit of progress on the chore core, and why why I have this problem, like this game yeah. embodies it, and it's very good at it. Like it's an amazing game. I think I still have a problem with just buying these games though. Mm. Cause like I want power wash (laughs) simulator so bad. Mm -hmm. I think that would be very, um, very like pleasing to do that. Like it looks cool. I look at it and I'm like, it's like a muddy texture, but then I move the wand over it and it's a clean texture. Amazing. Like I get really, I get kind of into it looking at it and by all accounts, it's good. It is. I don't want to spend money on it. Yeah. I don't want to, I think that's not where my money is going to go. When I look at my steam sale, I'm like, I can't do that. If that was on game pass, I'd be playing it right now oh, in a heartbeat, But in a world yeah. where I have to pay for it. Like it's, it's tricky. I it, get the it, feeling. For some reason there's a, there's a disconnect there. And even as much as I like house flipper, if somebody hadn't bought that for me, I don't think in a million years I would have ever spent the money on it and and done it you're basically making you're making the argument for services like game pass wherever they may come from like that is i think a valid argument because there's a lot of game types that you would otherwise not touch right but then suddenly it's like oh well it's on here i already pay that i'll just play that and in some ways that's how i discovered them because a lot of these were keys given to me by by devs it's like hey we want you to review power wash and house flipper were both keys that were given to me and in both cases, I'm not sure I would have checked them out otherwise. Like, even though it's cheap right now, it's 16 bucks on sale, but Power Wash is a, it's a weird thing to get into. And once you do, you go, oh, this is kind of amazing. But I, I, you know, I agree. If it was part of some service like that, you'd be, you know, you'd probably be all in. I'd be all in. There's just something about 
I don't know if it has to do with the cleaning or it just maybe I haven't convinced myself that I like these types of games enough yet. But there's just something about like it's doing a job. Yeah. And I feel like I should be paid for it, not <laughs> I, I get it. I totally I get should, it. I shouldn't be paying somebody else for for this. I feel like I should be getting paid for flipping houses and washing stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the disconnect is. But anyway, it looks the idea great. is as a trainer, so you do it in the game and then you go out in real life and you're good at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Discover like oh well, when we have sh- derelict ships in orbit, the Scott's gonna, you know, probably get a oh, hell yeah. side job during retirement. Getting shot in the space by Elon. Musk. I'll be all set, man. Tear apart satellites and stuff. Yeah, Ready. I'll be all set. I mean, this power wash actually has a, a level where you clean, you power wash a Mars rover on Mars. So they they're not afraid you to get. Already a little, know what's up. Like you, you can put that on a CV. Yeah, they're not afraid to get a little bit weird. I already washed your stupid rover for you. Let me tell you what's crazy about that game. Uh, it's published by Square Enix. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So your old your old <laughs> Final Fantasy pals, your Final Fantasy pals over there at Square Enix, they're working on their hot new wow, property. Well, hey guys, crossover. considering I put you all on this list, like my four list three times, uh, <laughs> you know, hook me they, up they, with a power wash code. They or need something. to work on their crossover pro- cross promotion. Like we should have Cloud in there. It's yeah, I should be power washing Cloud's Buster Sword. That's hey, that's so not bad. Wrong. Actually, that's what I should be doing. I could see that happening, and I'm. They'll also have like. Uh, workshop support and all that so people can make and some weird mods. And you can mods. power wash Adam Jensen like, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his power arms are just Adam like Jensen. real muddy and bloody. And uh, just, uh, I want to see. I mean, can someone just mod that in now? I want to wash Adam Jensen. That's an amazing <laughs> idea. That's a great idea. Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, and then maybe in Final Fantasy 14 you finally get the power wash raid, you know, where you'll yeah. Go around with yeah. you. Coming up on TMS. Yeah, why Toby is that playing? Good Lord. Oh, Sorry. Oh, that was an accident. Geez. I don't know what happened there. There's no other show. Is happening. that how long the show is? It's TMS it's time. It's TMS time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well done. Let's see. What else do you have on here? Oh, yeah. You got uh, more. Number four. four. Yeah. Immortals Phoenix Rising. I forgot that I played that this year because it came out late last year, but that game was really good. I just want to take a moment to just say Immortals Phoenix Rising is an awesome game. I think it got overlooked, and uh, I think everybody should go out and play best, it. it was the best Ubisoft game of the last five years. I just said it. Yeah, I, I had such a such a good time with it. Um, just to go quick, number three, Legends of Runeterra. If you had told me this was going to be on a list of favorite things I played, I would have called you a damn liar. <laughs> I had no interest. In every element of this, I didn't want to play a card game. I didn't want to play something by Riot, and I didn't want to play something associated with League of Legends. Yet here we are, and I really liked it and had a wonderful time with it. Same. That game snuck up my butt and then made a camp there. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, uh, No Man's Sky. Uh, Every year. Every time I uninstall No Man's Sky, they put out another update that makes me go, well, I got to install No Man's Sky and play more of that. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, still I'm just like thinking a that right now. Yeah, same. I should install it now and go log in. Kind of in the mood yeah, a little bit. I, it's I, such I, an incredible yeah, game. It's so good. I can't believe it, it's it, the same game that launched. It's insane to me how far it's come. It, it's like it has the relaxation of like chore core games for me, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's like yeah. space exploration and, and doing all this stuff. And 
it's just incredible. And I, and I love what they've done. And I, I couldn't be happier with where that game wound up, especially from where they started. Yeah. And they're still going. Those guys are psycho. I don't know how they're still making one game and improving it for this long. It must keep selling every time they do a big update or something. Cause what's your money? How are you making money? I love it. I don't know. Whatever it they is. They literally have a built-in method where they could sell like a currency and mm-hmm. make money. And, and they don't do it. And respect to them yeah. for it. I like, agree. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, number one will surprise nobody, but considering if you took my gaming percentage and it would probably be well over half my hours playing video games had the term Final Fantasy in it, mm. uh, the Final Fantasy series whether that's one, two, three, four, the little bit of five that I've played, or the insane amount of 14, I played a shitload of Final Fantasy this year. Uh, with one exception, uh, well, actually, a lot of those did come out this year, but it's kind of retro mm. um, in a way. So I think that counts. Uh, I've played well, a ton yeah. of Final Fantasy games this year, and yeah. uh, it 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 consumed my life. And I loved every minute. We noticed uh, every week. We noticed uh, a trend. I looked to see when this started. Mm. I started getting into Final Fantasy this go around in March. Oh, man. And it's been on my list with like minor exceptions every week since then. Weird. Weird. Well, you were you were onto something there. Uh, Nicely done. This is my. Oh, go ahead. Since we're getting to our final tier of category, right? Yes, this is our final swing. Yeah, I need to, I need to, I need to drop off some quotes. But I don't (laughs) want to do the dear Martha before we get to our top ten. Yeah, we could do that. Normally, I you know just sneak off and drop the quest items off and come back. (laughs) I don't want to miss what you guys have to say about our year end, you know, bonanza. All right, well then you'll just let's do this. We'll do a dear if we can. Would totally show or or you can do a steam review, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's right, do let's back. do the steam review while you're gone. Okay, so there goes Bo to drop kids off at the pool, or I'm sorry, drop off quest items. That's yeah, a great way quest. of putting it. And then all your quests. Uh, so we'll throw it to John here. This is our year end special year's end, dear Martha review. Is this for Steam or for what is it? it is for Steam, right? This is just a general review. Just a general review. All right. Well, now I'm excited. Uh, let's find out what it is. If I can be on the right damn tab. Okay, here we go. Uh, why isn't it working? Hold on. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Perfect time for this to go bad. Okay. Here we go. And uh, here's here's your lead in. My dearest Martha, with 2021 now behind us, I find myself in quiet contemplation of the year that was. I was not wont for distractions this year, but one frivolity occupied far more of my time than any other. It is with this and my love of numbered year-end lists in mind that has inspired me to offer the following. My top five things I ignored in favor of playing Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> All right. Number five, self-care. Yeah. To be fair, I was never very good at this, even before I got hooked on the award-winning MMORPG. Number four, optional family gatherings (laughs) while you might argue as to how optional they were i can confirm they were not missed number three sex (laughs) number two that's all you gotta say about that okay keep going other video games Uh there was perhaps an entire list of its own that i feel i might have neglected or missed 
Number one, sleep. <laughs> For the warrior of light needs not but a solid four hours a night to function. With all this said, I do have good news. I have completed my months-long sojourn through the lands of Eorzea and can now return my attention to what really matters, waiting for patch (laughs) 6.1. Yours in this life and the next, John Jay. Oh, man. I think think we might know that guy, that that reviewer. Oh, Uh, no, that was just the review I found. That was just a random one you found on the internet somewhere? This one I saw. I mean, honestly, so, okay. This, we haven't really brought it up, but this is also the year that marks kind of a weird transition for me anyway. I don't want to speak for everybody else, but um, around July and a little bit before that, uh, you know, things were looking a little dour on the wow side. We're just kind of like, eh, I'm kind of bored. I don't want to do this. I want to move on to something else. And this is coming from, you know, somebody who's a veteran of, you know, talking about Blizzard stuff since as long as I can remember. And, uh, and then, you know, some of that got shattered even further uh, the following month uh, or in July with the uh, with the lawsuit and all the stuff that's happened since. And it's still kind of a mess. And um, I can tell you that, you know, that level of cal- calamity, right, w- within my, my little sphere um, could mean a whole lot of things. But the one thing I would have never guessed it meant was a fairly impressive mass exodus to a competing product, specifically Final Fantasy. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. No. I really didn't. And I I mean, I would have, I could have, I don't know what I would have thought. Like, who who would be the heir apparent? And I would have been wrong because I just didn't think it would be Final Fantasy. And yet here we are. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. You helped me, you helped me think of that for some reason. Bo, welcome back. Did your quest giver NPC give you some gold or some, uh, what'd you get? Did you level up? Yeah. No, I didn't level up, but it was great. It came out clean, which is always <laughs> wonderful. Did you, did you get any Makes item? Makes want to buy a lottery ticket. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like that a was a new pair of pants or anything. Yeah. That, fired out, all nice and chunky, and <laughs> minimal wipes required. It was great. That's fantastic. Congratulations. We could all use a nice, clean poo. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around because it's time for our final list, yes, that's right, our favorite game that we played that came out in 2021. Okay, that's an important part of this rule. Is, that's, these aren't old games. That's why we get all the other stuff out of the way. Uh, let's see. Do I have a song for this or anything? Oh, shit. All right. We'll use that. Why not? That's fine. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. What's oh, that? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we could have Shatner getting excited about being on, in space here. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so we got that. All right. Oh, uh, I, I feel like I'm having sex every time I hear that thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'll start. Best game I played this year. I'll tell you the ones that came close. Forza 5, Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 5. Forza 5, Horizon 5. <laughs> what, what uh, sorry, I got Horizon I got for, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn in my head. Turned um, into a Fast and the Furious title out of nowhere. Indeed. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 is amazing. I think it's my favorite race, racing game of all time. And that supplants a game that I used to adore and love in Paradise uh, or uh, Burnout Paradise. I love that game. I think something finally took the throne. And it's called Forza Horizon 5. It's a fantastic game, and I can't see, uh, can't wait to see what they do next with it. Uh, in the same yard here, uh, roughly, we're, uh, it's a Halo Infinite year, and I think Halo Infinite is not a triumph in reinventing anything. It certainly doesn't do that. But 
it does a hell of a job with some refining of things. And also, I can't believe how much I'm enjoying the multiplayer in a, in a Halo game again. Like it really re, is reliving that for me in a, in a way that's super tangible and I love it. Really, really like Halo Infinite a lot. Tavern Master, my, my accidental holiday game. I played it the entire holiday break. I played nothing but Tavern Master. And that includes on a couple of phone calls I didn't want to be on and I had it going in the corner. Why I think what's crazy about Tavern Master being your holiday game is you think about it, you're like, oh, I'm going to check out this Guardians of the right? Galaxy or some AAA thing. Yep. And, get, and you're like, I'm playing the dinky $10 game developed by one guy and it's my whole holiday. It's yeah. great, though. It's lovely. Yeah. But, yeah. And by the way, I should, I'm glad you said that. The Guardians of the Galaxy game, I think, is awesome and I need to finish it. And that's why it's not on any list because I didn't come far enough in it. But if we had a list for my favorite story this year, well, I guess I did say that with Old Republic. It's it's yeah. right up there with with uh, Guardians. That story is really good. It's really okay. well written, and uh, it deserves at least a mention here. I mean, I was shocked that it won awards. I was like, really? It won awards? It yeah. must be really good. The writing's <laughs> great, and that just says yeah. you're never going to get Adam Jensen in anything but Power Wash Simulator. So, oh uh, man, you just had to <laughs> stick the knife in Bo there. That was mean. I mean, I'm with Bo. I want I want more yeah. uh, Deus Ex more than as much as anybody. I love that series so. Please go back to that. I hope they do. Uh, let's see. Old World. Uh, not to be confused with New World. Old World, the top-down sim Civ-like game, is my strategy game of the year, without a question. That's a fantastic game, and it's coming to Steam soon. So all the rest of you that hate uh, Epic so much, you don't have to wait much longer because that deal ends soon, and you'll be able to play it there. And it's a fantastic game. It's It was easily my favorite thing in that genre. Um Shovel Knight Pocket Puzzle, which I didn't... Or Puzzle... Pocket Puzzle, right? Wait. I think that's Pocket Dungeon. There's no puzzle in the name. You actually didn't talk about this. You just told mm. us about it after the fact where you said you forgot to talk about it. Yeah, I did. And I'm bummed that I did. It's great. It's the best puzzle game of the year, hands down. And I didn't play a ton of puzzle games. But Pocket Dungeon is called Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon for the Nintendo Switch or PC. Those are the two places you can get it right now. It's not available anywhere else yet. Oh, I thought it was on Switch, no? It is on Switch, yeah. Switch and PC. Um, oh, you said that. Sorry. Yeah, no. I got And I, <laughs> I ended up with it on Switch because puzzle games are kind of perfect for a device yeah, like that. Yeah, because I wanted to ask. I'm like, I saw it on, I saw you say it's good. I'm like, okay, it looks interesting. Where should I buy it? Because I play tons of stuff on PC. I'm thinking maybe I'd switch, switch all the way. Game. Yeah, I would absolutely yeah. go Switch. Not because it wouldn't be good on PC. I'm sure it's great there. It's just, I don't know. It's a puzzle game and... Being in front of your PC for stuff like that feels weird for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I totally get it. But so it is really good, a, eh? a very innovative, very cool take on innovative. A oh yeah, for sure. Like for, it's nothing like uh, Shovel Knight proper. Okay, it's not a platformer or anything. I don't even know what to compare it to. You it, know what it reminds me of? Uh, do you guys ever play desktop dungeons? Yes. It reminds. It looks like from what I'm seeing, like a faster paced desktop dungeons. yeah the, whereas desktop dungeons is turn-based this isn't and so there's that's one big difference no i but, know but it's like a grid and you move your dude around and, and do things right? yeah and the, and the way the grid works is there's no walls or anything you have full movement but there's stuff falling down enemies blocks obstacles health vials or unless you're the undead guy and then the health file hurts you so don't eat those killing people <laughs> heals you so they have these different characters you can unlock they play very differently there's skins for everybody but uh, the actual play mechanics are hard but fair. 
and is as much fun as I've had with a, a puzzle game since I don't even know. Like, geez, maybe the DS with something like the uh, Nintendo's Tetris game they made. Or um, I can't think of even of another one. But it's on Switch now. Uh, chat's asking if it's coming there. It's there. And it's also on PC. And it kind of came out of nowhere toward the end of the year. And I really like puzzle, or excuse me, Shovel Knight generally. And so I thought, well, I'll give this a shot. The reviews are really good that I was reading, and it is rad. And there's a ton of characters, a whole bunch to do, different ways to play it. You can adjust your difficulty in a really cool way. Graphically nice and very SNES-era looking graphics. Um, just a rad puzzler. It's very good. Very intense, I'm, too. I'm definitely very like, yeah, it It looks appealing. I, I, I may buy it. I'll bet you'd like it. I have a feeling you would not just like it. You would try really hard to master it because you're you like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, inscription I would put on this list. Wildermyth we've talked about also on that list for sure. Resident Evil Village is the first Resident Evil that I enjoyed more than I was scared from it, if that makes any sense. And um, you beat 100% of it. And I beat the whole game, unlike that like other Resident game, too. Yeah. <laughs> which I'll never live down, but uh, or play, by the way. I'm never touching that second disc, so nobody get excited. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil Village was, a, was more adventure than I thought it would be, and it was good at that. And a nice break from 7, which was just horrifying every second of it. Um, and I think this was an interesting take. I, I I'm torn. Maybe on they what, saw your videos and went, "No shit, we need to take. Yeah, we need to tone this back a little bit." <laughs> Do we really have people playing this in VR? They said to themselves, "Like it's it, that was such an intense game." And then it's funny that eight has no VR support. Funny enough, uh, but seven was so was so VR centric. It's also early in the VR days, but but anyway, uh, Village impressed me and I liked it a lot. Those are my list, but my number one game, the one I put the most time into, thought the most fondly of, and dreamt about, which is kind of one of my rules about what game I play the most, Loop Hero for me. Loop. I loved Loop Hero. It was amazing, another Devolver digital game. I couldn't stop for the longest time playing that game, and just talking about it and thinking about it now at the end of the year makes me want to fire it up again. Um, I also heard the Switch version that just came out is actually a very good version of that, and it kind of makes me want to have it on the go, so I may get it again. I don't know. but uh, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, it's good, man. Loop Hero's great. So that's and, your, I see it's bolded. That's your game of the year. That's my game of the year this year. I liked it better than all that other stuff. It's a good pick. It's yeah. a good pick. It's, I mean, it doesn't look like it should be good, but just, you know, you play it, you're like, holy crap. Yeah, it scratched every itch I have. And it, it almost go. It makes me seem like a bit of a contradiction because I don't like tower defense, and the very nature of the game is looping around a loop that gets harder every time you loop it, and you kind of got to make yourself better each time. Yeah. And in a way, or it's tower to defense. Fail on it and be like, like, "I'm good," or lose all your resources if you get too bold. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like reverse tower defense, though, because instead of trying to make your life easier, you're kind of trying to make your life harder. Right. But not yeah, too it's hard. Tower offense. Yeah. It's tower oh. offense. Tower offense. <gasps> I've never so heard that. Tower offense because you're you have your tower, it's your base, and you go out and you you go offend everything and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had no problem offending uh, people in that game. I also like that that game played on my Mac, my PC. Uh, it could be a windowed game. It could be off in the corner and kind of run itself. Great retro stuff. If anything, I would say I could have used a few more frames of animation, like in the fights and stuff. It's small potatoes compared to the overall experience. Get by the way, I think I only beat the first boss. I beat the second boss 
and came close on the third. Oh, beat, so many hours. I think I beat three or four bosses. Yeah, but John went hard on the bosses. I yeah, I, I, I don't know if I was there. This is one of those good games where I loved it. I loved it so much, but I'm pretty sure I'm bad at it. If that makes any sense, I don't think I'm great. You got at farther it. than I did. Well, I mean, you know, who knows if that was. And I consider myself a pretty good gamer. Yeah, you're. Scott, a, so. I gotta get good noob or whatever. No, but anyway, you're, you're, I gotta get good noob. It was a real rad game, and I would play it now if I had it in front of me. Uh, so well done, Loop Hero. You became my game of the year. All right, Bo. Wow, nice pick. Nice tell pick. us what you got. All right, uh, top games of the year. So in coming in in third. The top game in third place, and a lot had to get cut because the rule was it had to not be in early access and not be from another year. So other games would definitely beat out some of these, so I feel a little weird about my picks. Still, Loop Hero in third. I I rank it three. There you go. Loop Hero, solid. Amazing. Surprise. Cultural phenomenon within gaming. Everyone, every streamer I clicked in was tabbing out to play it, and I played a ton of it. Um, that's my third. We've talked about it a lot. Second place, Griftlands. We oh, haven't brought yeah. up Griftlands at all. I, Griftlands came out this year into full release. And uh, for the kind of game that it is, I loved the diplomacy card game. But like, yeah. The fighting was okay. It was good. Um, the story and aesthetic is amazing. I haven't finished the third story. Uh, I'm going to install another game while we're having this conversation. (laughs) Hey, at least you're just installing. You should see what I've done to my Steam cart based on this show. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm budgeting, so I don't don't have the funds available, or I'd probably purchase some things, too. I've definitely wishlisted some things. Um, Grifflands was amazing. I found the diplomacy, like the card representation of debate and getting special powers for that talky side of things. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, was unique and really great. Um, it's not on my list, but honorable mention as well to tainted grail, which was also a solid entry, but I had to, I, I only wanted to pick three and I had to push it out because um, Grifflands is just a more well-polished package overall. Yeah. Um, it felt like, I mean, clay entertainment, everything they make looks amazing. So that's just like a guarantee. And then it's just a matter of is the gameplay hold up or not. And they did a really good job. This should be, on, I mean, it's definitely on my top 15. So Grifflands is my second game. My second favorite game released this year uh, that I played. Nice. And we get to number one. And this one was kind of a no brainer. Once I was able to eliminate other games due to technicalities, um, Pokemon unite. Ah, I bought I bought the switch. I balked at buying a switch for years on the show, and I tried it once and bought a switch in its name. The reason I own a switch is due to this game. I've got Master League in season one. I played an absolute shit ton, and I played with uh, viewers who stopped by my channel and I was streaming and all kinds of stuff. It was good. The reason it gets number one is we are a, we, we did start off as a MOBA show, and I do consider myself a MOBA guy or a MOBA gamer or sure. whatever you want to call it. And I was very much a naysayer on the – not a naysayer, but, you know, you don't really want to play those games with the controller. How are they going to do it? And I felt – even though I wasn't necessarily against it, I definitely felt like, yeah, that's not going to be a thing. And this game proved me wrong – or you know, made playing with a controller in a MOBA setting doable, you know. And and I know Wild Rift maybe kind of does that, but it doesn't count. Pokemon Unite really nailed the controller controls. 
and I liked playing with the controller controls. So yeah, and it was a good, fun, unique take on MOBA. There were so many things they were aces on in this game in terms of innovating on the genre uh, that it's my top game of 2021. Did you? Would you? Uh, how would you feel if they end? Because I think this is in the works. Uh, if Wild Rift makes it its way to Switch and uh, consoles and gets controller support on phones, which I would like. Um, mm-hmm. That that might uh, that might entice you a bit, right? That's more fun than screen poking, don't you think? Than <laughs> <laughs> screen poking, you know the old I screen so. poker, Rooney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that your cat? Sorry, the cat's <laughs> <Yes>. meowing <laughs> and it's breaking my concentration. So <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. You anyways. need to roll disadvantage. Train of thought. So it's all right. Ro- repeat what you last said. I just saying, roll with disadvantage on all uh, concentration rolls, and you'll be fine. Yeah. No. Seriously, the cat is like my kryptonite. Like as soon as it, he starts meowing, and I'm doing a show, I cannot think. Well, let me understand this. I thought this was. I thought you're. Are you still cat sitting, or is this now your cat? Yeah, maybe like six more days. Okay. Well, I was just curious. He's, he's been pretty good. I didn't lock him away, but he wants pets. It's been my favorite thing about stopping by Bo's stream is watching him try and juggle a cat (laughs) and stream at the same time. He'll sit right on me. Oh, he ran off. I think maybe the best part is that Bo, when he's doing a stream, he's, you know, he's hosting it very normally, very professionally. And as soon as the cat is on his shoulder, he it's like venom coming out. It's like he merges Mm. with a symbiote because all of a sudden everything becomes we like Mm. he's like. Before the cat, I'm going to go get this in Valheim, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Then the cat gets up here, and he's like, we're going to go on a run right now. Look what we did. <laughs> Look at what we've got going on here now. And it's the most adorable thing in the world that just by having a cat on his shirt, Bo immediately becomes a, a we. It's a group effort. I didn't amazing. notice I do that, but I do talk to him a lot. Maybe I should get a cat. I <laughs> do live great. alone. So. Well, yeah. uh, you should get a cat, and they'll, they'll shit in your shoe. That's what you want. Uh, Bo or John, I mean, <laughs> they will They'll totally shit in your shoe. Hey, John, tell me about your top game and games of 2021. All right. Number five. We talked about a little bit. Wildermyth. Yeah. Uh, this game came out of nowhere and I was immediately charmed by it. it. It actually belongs on my game. I wish I played more, but I feel like I put too many hours to put it on that list, but I still feel like it deserves more hours than I put in. Um, it's it's really cool. It's like Dungeons and Dragons meets XCOM meets, I don't know, some storytelling thing. It's great. It's, am- it's amazing. It's unlike anything else I've played in that genre, for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. On, two, on two finalist lists for you guys. Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, number four, Metroid Dread. Oh, um, yeah. Bo didn't mention that game. Uh, I thought you would. That was a tough one to leave off, but it was mm. Metroid. I have criticisms. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like Bo, I have criticisms of it too. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's the best Metroid game, but you know, it turns out that pretty much I will love any Metroid game, even if it's, it's not good. the best. It's, yeah, it's really good. I was just trying to pick between the finalists, and I'm like, the levels were a bit more. I wanted a bit more of a labyrinth, and I feel like it was a big oversight on the game. But I don't. It could have easily ended up on my list. I think this is a good inclusion. It's a yeah, it's it, it's really good. It it just sort of pulled me in and pulled me away from everything I was doing till I had completed it. Although I haven't completed it. Mm. I got to the final boss and went, oh, this fight's hard. I'll come back to it. Never came back to it. 
Yeah. Well, your um, warrior of light uh, commitment kicks in when you're when you hit a hard boss. You're like, you know, I could be, I could fight this all night, or I could go do things in Final Fantasy. I right. I could go do something else. Yeah. I could literally do anything else. I get it. Um, that last boss fight. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, number three, Loop Hero. It made all three of our lists, so uh, mm-hmm. I guess by default, it's the core game of the year. Um, but yeah. Loop Hero hit. It was the perfect game at the perfect time for me. You know, it hit right when my son was first born. I needed something that I could pause that wasn't going to require constant attention that I could just play a little bit. Oh, he's asleep. Oh, he's doing this. Um, he's preoccupied. It was absolutely perfect for the time that it it landed. And it's it's crazy because it's like it's like those clicker games where it's just you look at it and you go, wow, this is there's really no substance here except making the numbers go up, except this is the game that adds the substance that you want. You know, yeah, it's a good way of putting it. That's good. It's one of those where it absorbs you in the same way that those games do. But you don't go, oh, this is this is trivial. You know, this isn't accomplishing anything like there's goals and story and objectives and secrets. I mean, that was the other thing is I didn't even get into like crazy hidden bosses where you summon a frog king and stuff like that. Like there's so many things hidden in this game. Um, It's just a it's a really crazy, creative and an interesting endeavor. And uh, absolutely, unlike anything else I played this year, it's its own thing. Yeah, it's the indie darling of, I mean, it's on all of our top, my number one game. It's on our top list, uh, yours and third, but also Bo's. I guess you guys tied for where you put it. Yeah. Um, it's deserves, it deserves a look if, if anything we've said about it even sounds remotely interesting. And it's on sale right now for like eight bucks. Like it's stupid cheap. Like, and, and it's, and even at its regular price, it's priced right. It's not like a uh, stupid expensive game. I think it's 15, $14.99 normally. Eight bucks right now on Steam. Just, you should buy it. It's a great game. Uh, number two, Resident Evil Village. Uh, you know, Resident Evil 2 Remake was a hell of a thing. And one of my favorite things that they've put out in a long time. Resident Evil 3 Remake, not as good. Didn't Hold on, was two, two was that game price. where it ended in the, there was a train and then they ran credits. That was the end of that game, right? Uh, no, it. there's actually a different ending. There's a whole other boss. If you beat the game instead of going halfway through. Oh, it. Okay. Um, that seems like just bo- so, the fluffy, weird reskin content that nobody really should oh, play. No. So you go in through a whole different section. There's different times you encounter bosses, different weapons, different items, uh-huh. uh, different cinematics yeah. and a different ending and end boss. So, yeah. Oh, and you meet entirely different characters and have entirely different side quests. It's yeah. like basically a different game. Hmm, interesting. Thing. Okay. Well, yeah. One day I'll look. I I'll think look into you know because I'm, I'm usually advocating for Scott <laughs> to not be playing these, these scary games. Yeah. I kind of feel like he owes it to the world to finish Resident Evil Two at this point. Yeah, I kind of think he does. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I kind of think so. I kind of. I think. I think it's just destiny. It comes up so often. I've got a that, two yeah. terabyte or maybe four terabyte D drive, and it's still on there. <laughs> I could play it. I guess. <laughs> oh, well. I don't even have to download well, you know, it again. Play it on the easiest level. Just, we'll just get see. through we'll, it. Bring we'll John, see. bring John yeah. in to coach you. All right, we'll talk. Just so you can say it's done, and then you know, then we can stop hanging it over here. And then you can tell me how much it was the exact same game. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe twenty twenty two is an opportunity uh, here for that. We'll see. But you really uh, liked Village, is the point, right? Village was good. 
yeah, but Village, uh, you know, brought me back. And I wasn't the biggest fan of Seven. I didn't really like the move to first person. I think Resident Evil, one of its strengths is actually in its characters. You know, a, a lot of people like Leon S. Kennedy. They remember him as a memorable character. Chris Redfield always punching rocks. You know, you've got these these names that people know. And then you've got the protagonist for Seven, which nobody even knows what he looks like. And that's because it's a first person game. So I actually had some doubts as to whether I was going to get into this. And I, I think by the time I talked about it, like one week went by from the game coming out and it was time for me to finally talk about it. And I had beaten the game twice. Like that never happened. So it was insane how into this game I was. And you just think it was like Resident Evil 2 with two stories or no, I just was that into it. You get to the end, you unlock cool stuff and it's like, oh, I want to try it with the cool stuff I unlocked. And Mm -hmm. uh, the game was that fun. I mean, even Scott, who, you know, you drag him kicking and screaming to these games, got done with it. And one of the first things he did was I I might play that game again. He didn't, mm. but he said it and he thought about it. So I did go in once and just fiddle a bit with what I did unlock, which was uh, wasn't much. Um, Didn't you unlock like an infinite ammo handgun? That might have like been that? it. Yeah, it wasn't the full. It wasn't the 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 monster handgun, the one that'll kill in a shot. Um, what's that called? The magnum. magnum. It wasn't the magnum, but it was the other, you know, regular pistol. And I, you know, I like that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I could probably rip through this game. But then I remembered a few moments that I don't want to see again. So I'm not, it wasn't enough. If they'd have given yeah. me a, if they'd have given me the the Magnum with unlimited ammo after that run, pff, I'm all in. I would have done and it. And then you can opt out of baby. <clears throat> yeah, no baby scene. Gosh, dang it. Scare- okay, if we had a category What's for the baby scene, the thing that made me shit the, my pants the most in 2021, it's the baby scene. What's the baby? I know nothing about RE. There is a, there is at a certain point, they, so Resident Evil Village is kind of divided into multiple sections. And so you kind of get a section that plays like Resident Evil 2 Remake, and you get a section that plays a little more like Silent Hill, and you get a section that, like, it's kind of divided how it goes. One's that's far more actiony. And there's one where you go into a house and they take all your weapons away. And you're going through weaponless. And as you're going through solving this puzzle, you're going down a hall. And all of a sudden, a giant, massive, deformed baby fetus is crawling through the halls at you. And Mm. like coming after you. And you have no way of defending yourself. Scott's pulling up images of it right now. It's even these images. You should pull up the clip of you. I'm sure it's in your top clip, Scott, of you seeing it for the first time. Oh, I seriously... Just seeing this still image, which isn't moving or doing anything to me, is giving me the willies, dude. I hated that thing. I hated that whole sequence, the sound it made, everything about that. And the worst part is, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. Is it to say that it was, whatever, play the game and find the horrible baby, I guess. I don't want to give anything away. It was easily the scariest thing in the game and did feel like I was playing Silent Hill again or something. And I hated it. Hated it. Oh, my Lord. It was so great because to get like going back to some of the stuff from the game, like the werewolves and stuff from earlier was almost like a relief. It was like, okay, I never have to do that again because I was afraid this was going to be my life for the next three hours. And it it I found it. I found a clip of it. I'm going to link it in the 
I'll link it yeah, in the uh, chat because the Wraith has a good call. Your headphone warning, everyone. Oh Lord. Oh yeah, yeah good, probably well, a headphone warning. I, I put it, it in the actual chat room, Scott. I can turn it down too. Um, hold on. Okay, I'll just turn it up a little bit. This will be fun for home care. <laughs> Okay, let me go over here. Okay. John, 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 John. I listen. I actually called out to John as if as if somehow he's going to save me. You know what I mean? Like actual. That's real terror in my voice. Do you hear that kid laughing? Behind the room. Behind the room. Okay, we go in the room. We go under the bed. Get out of the bed. It's me kicking my feet because I'm a, oh, that dang, bang, bang, dude, it sucked. I never want to see it again. I can't even watch the rest of the clip. All right. I got to uh, watch it on my own then. You, uh, cut, you cut it off at the halfway point. I'm like, this is getting good. What's no, it's now? bad, dude. <laughs> I hated it. It's still that ew, easily the scariest thing I saw this year in a game, which is funny because the rest of the game isn't that terrifying. It's got moments right. of jump and whatever, but that thing was. It was the most seven of, of the game, for sure. And and maybe the scariest thing in the history of that series, as far as I know. That baby thing just I can't do it. And then just knowing it was around, so it was full it was full on Mr. X in there as well, which is a mechanic I hate in those games, because it just I hate being stalked. Ugh. Hate it. Anyway, moving on. Resident Evil oh. Village is a hell of a game. That's yeah. that's what we learned. All right. So now that we've been leading everybody up to this one moment here, finally, John will tell us. I, I know it's going to be a shock to everybody, but John will finally tell us his game of the yeah. year. Yeah, it turns out it's a real good year for this uh, because number one game that came out this year, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, <laughs> the expansion for it the counts. amazing MMORPG Final Fantasy came out. Uh, did you finish the MSQ ago. for that? I did. Okay. What's the MSQ? Um, how far you got? So, and, and here's what I want to say on it as a bit of a capstone, because uh, honestly, I I don't think, despite how much I'm going to continue to play it and gush about it, um, there is much more to say on it. But Endwalker is the it's the culmination of ten years. You know, it's it's Avengers Endgame for this story that they've been telling. Um, and much like the Avengers movies, there's still going to be Marvel movies. Obviously, there have been. There's going to be other things. But this is the end and tying up of a story that's been going on for 10 years. Yeah. And it's very, very hard to stick landings on stories yeah. uh, for endings. And they completely nailed it with this expansion. If you don't like Final Fantasy, Endwalker isn't going to change your mind. Yeah. Endwalker is definitely catering to people who have taken this journey. And if you have taken this journey, it's very, very good. It's not going to change your mind. If you get the game and you boost to Endwalker, you're going to go, man, y'all lied to me. This isn't much anything. (laughs) But for people who have done that journey and, and taken that time with these characters, with the storylines that have been going on in the background and sometimes at the forefront and seeing how it evolves and, getting the shocking pieces of information, each expansion. Um, this did a phenomenal job of tying all of that up in a satisfying way mm. while at the same time presenting stuff that's new. It wasn't just writing off the end of certain stories. 
it still told a story of its own, and it was a surprising one. By the time I was halfway through the expansion, I had done what felt like I expected to do in the course of the entire expansion itself. And I thought, well, I'm only halfway through this thing. Where is this story going to go? And it goes crazy places. And it deals with heavy issues, too. For all of the goofiness and, you know, sometimes mistakenly labeled, but genuinely accurate at times, uh, goofiness that exists in Final Fantasy of, you know, people wearing silly outfits and cat girls and bunny people and all of that. Like, this story deals with dark issues of, you know, nihilism and depression and suicide and like it deals with a lot of heavy handed issues in its story and does it extremely well. It dances between that and goofiness and silliness and lightheartedness very deftly. And it's the best story I was told this year. And it was the culmination of the best story that I've been told since I started on this journey. Mm. And it's really incredible what they've done. I have no idea where the story goes from here, even despite the fact that the game at one point says, here's some things you could do. And it, it names places that they could go and other things they could do. But it did such a good job of resolving it all together for me that I... If they just said, oh, sorry, things are weird. We got to shut the servers down. I would be completely happy with my time spent there and think that it was a incredibly worthwhile and fulfilling journey. Wow. I've had a more so, glowing review of that game I've not heard. So well question for you. I mean, now that you've finished Endwalker, are you done with Final Fantasy fourteen? Well, no, because they're going to they're gonna get me somehow. I mean, no, they already there'll be more content, but like the game's over. You finish the story. Are you doing the MMO thing where I'm going to keep playing this? Or are you going to be like, okay, well, oh, that's a great the narrative's done. The MSQ's done. Uh, I'm out until something else. Happens. I was okay. actually really curious about this, too, because I've played their end game, but I've only played it at the end of the expansion end game. So everything's out, right? Yeah. Well, with this, they've released the first wing of a raid. And the way Final Fantasy does raids is they release, basically, here's four bosses. And it tells a story through those four bosses and then basically ends on a to be continued. And then eventually that story will get picked up later in the patch cycle and you'll get the next four bosses. And then later you'll get the next four bosses after that. Uh, I have been doing the raid. It's fantastic. I really like the fights. Some are really challenging. Some are uh, just extremely fun. They do a really cool thing with the gear where they only allow you while the raid is relevant and fresh to get, you're guaranteed to get one piece, but you're only allowed to get one piece of gear from each boss per week. You don't, you so, don't mean one piece, the anime, you mean a piece of gear. Just want to right. clear that up. Okay. Got and it. even then it's a, it's a token. So for example, let's say I decided I wanted to get my new chess piece. You need four tokens to get the chess piece of gear. Gotcha. You have four bosses. Yeah. So you go in, you, def you fight the first boss, you roll for the chess piece. Let's say you get it. You go to the second boss, you do the same thing. Let's say you don't get it. You can do that second boss as many times as you want, rolling for it until you do get it. 
But once you get it, you can't get loot from that boss anymore that week. Oh, okay. So you're pretty much guaranteed in one run to get your chess piece. You may have to fight bosses multiple times, but you're pretty much guaranteed to get it in a week. So you don't feel like it was a waste of time. Eventually, when they move on to the next raid, they remove that restriction so you can get as much as you want at any given time as sort of the catch up mechanic. But you still have to go through it before you can do the later stuff. So it always stays relevant and always stays part of it. And I'm in like the side story is really interesting. It's touching on some stuff that wasn't super important to the main story quest, but was definitely a curiosity as you go through. And same is going to happen with the other raid because they both do eight and 24 man rating. And then there's also patch story content, which that's what I have no idea what they're going to do because they concluded the story. You know, it ends with a the end, essentially. So I have no idea what the patches look like, but I'm excited. I'm still all in on that game, but I definitely don't feel the pressure to play as much anymore. Oh, I see. And they want you to feel that way. They've said that before. Like, that's a thing. They don't want you to be like, ah, oh, now you got to grind and grind. And they just are like, no, now you've, you know, mm. you can chill. That's, some. Why I was, that's why I was asking if it's like, you know, is the game becomes a way of life because it's a daily habit or whatever. And then all of a sudden story's over time to, you know, move on at some point, like those rewards maybe will be less appealing and, yeah. you know, you're done. Like it I just, just wonder. Mm-hmm. it just sort of turns into the question of, is there anything you want to do in the game? I don't feel like I have to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of, do I feel like playing Final Fantasy? And if the answer is yes, there's stuff for me to do. And if the answer is no, I don't feel pressured. Like I'm falling behind by not doing it. That's good. Okay. Yeah, it's just, you know, because they have a lot of mini games that you can sink your time into. And that stuff I'm always like, why don't I just play another game instead of the lesser game? Because I have a habit of logging into their game. You know, yeah, all these companies are trying to be like we have this many users, even Square Enix. You know, we have this many people log in every day, and excuses for them to do it. And but really, it should be like the game's done. You should you should move on and do something more valuable. You know, play another Resident Evil or something. I was like, in a uh, Lopsa Limso Lucia, whatever it is, the the pirate town. <laughs> no, you got it. That's and it. Uh, I hear somebody over by one of the stone, one of the Azerite stones, uh, or the big one, I guess, and town in town up on the bridge. And I ran by there. And I always hear somebody, you know, I hear bards playing something, you know, whatever, singers, whoever playing something. But this time I stopped and I'm like, wait a minute. And I get a little closer and I hear somebody doing that. Um, uh, making my way downtown, going fast and I'm homebound. And they're playing the whole thing, but in it's instrumental. And I happen to love that song. Unironically, I think it's a great 90s riff and I, I could hear it anytime and be happy. But I just stood there for 10 minutes, like listening to this person's version of it in that weird kind of MIDI fake. uh, I don't know what it was. And then I realized what I was doing. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) You have quests to complete. You have shit to do. And you're listening to this guy going. It was amazing. That might happen to if you heard a busker on the street play the song. And it was like, this is really good. I have to I have a doctor's appointment but let me just listen to this music not every day i hear someone play this song so well live or something you know it's yeah insane. it's so odd. i like that experience in this game and i wish there was other opportunities beyond just the barding for that but yeah. yeah i mean i'm making my guy's an archer right now and technically i'm leading towards something like a bard but i also hear bards are sort of not great in the game right now or all that fun so i don't know i think they're i, I heard they're good but i will tell you this if you uh Everybody has opinions when a new expansion comes out, who's doing really well and who's not job wise. 
if you look at the data as far as like how things are performing comparatively, it is like the exact opposite of what you see in WoW, where you see the graph yeah. and you see it. It's like that. Yeah. Final Fantasy is almost a vertical line with yeah. like a slight adjustment. So when you're playing the worst class, you're like slightly worse than the best. Okay. It's like it's historically extremely balanced. And so it's just the case of finding what you want to play and going with it because nobody cares. If anybody in that game tells you you can't come because you're playing a bad class, they're actually the problem, not you. I always felt like they might be anyway. You know? Yeah. They were always the yeah, problem. They were. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. Um, all right. Well, there you go, everybody. We hope you enjoyed our lists this year. And uh, hopefully some of these games popped for you and you're like, hey, I may want to check that one out finally. And a lot of what we talked about today, I didn't go research it all, but tons of it is on sale. Um, the winter sale yeah, is still going Steam on. Yeah, sale. There's tons on there. And I downloaded like 10 of the games you guys mentioned that were like, oh, yeah, I have that in my library. Let's just get back. Yeah, yeah. My stupid cart is full of games. Uh, a lot of them will turn into wish lists, but I just the show is a $500 bill. For <laughs> well, that's why we need people at home to help us out on our Patreon, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, real quick here. Uh, I have a little bit of an announcement to make in this corner of the video game world of Frog Pants shows. On Monday, Brian Dunaway and I are launching a new effort called play retro at frogpants.com slash play retro it is a brand new show that will supplant at least for now we're going to put uh, we're putting boop on hiatus uh because i don't have all the time in the world to make new shows on top of existing shows uh but we're going to make a show that is entirely focused on retro gaming and some people have asked well what defines a retro game and that's kind of hard to do like there are games now in the 360 era that i probably would call retro um, but generally speaking, we kind of know what we're talking about. Lots of old arcade stuff, NES, Super NES, Genesis, that kind of era. Um, and certainly arcade games going way back before that. In fact, our first episode is going to be a big deep dive on Joust and why I think it's the greatest arcade game ever made. Um, but anyway, there, that's, that's kind of the structure of the thing. We're going to not, it's not just going to be, Hey, I played Joust. All right. See you next week. It's going to be who made that? How did it get made? How did it almost not get made? Why is the sequel so bad? Tell me about the music. What about the guy who died who's claimed he came up with the idea and got sued or whatever? I'm making some of this up. But the point is like those kinds of details and deep dives and also a little bit of like crossover to the modern world. Dunaway has built in VR on his Quest 2, he built a working virtual joust machine, the exact height and everything in the world with all the decals and everything and the actual oh, really? game plays and you grab the joysticks in world and play a game of joust. Did he program that like in, in Unreal or something? No, or? he's using something to do with Meta's new Meta World thing. I forget what no, it's called. But a called. dev kit to create a 3D. Okay. Yeah. So it seems like there's just, and he's working with somebody else on this. I think Bombat's in, cool. the, in the chat. It's, anyway, it's really that neat. awesome. It's really cool. And so we're not just going to just focus on things were better in the old days. Like we know that that's not true. We just really are fond of of old games. My dad owned arcades. Uh, my a whole history time. show in addition. Kind of. Yeah. A little bit of history. Show. We'll focus on a game per week plus some extra segments, but having grown up with my arcades, my dad owned multiple arcades growing up. I was the most popular kid in school because of all these machines. They didn't like me for who I was. They liked it because there was Pac-Man in the basement. 
Um, <laughs> I still have some, some hurt feelings about that back then, but, but anyway, being raised on games in that way has just, it's left a permanent mark on me. I've wanted to do something like this for a long time. And so we're doing it. You can go sub early right now on all your podcast players of whatever kind you're using, whatever app you're using service you're using, uh, or just paste the RSS in. You can find it again at frogpants.com slash play retro. And, uh, if you want to go follow us up on Twitter, we're going to be doing things over there at twitter.com slash play retro show okay sweet uh sweet uh title yeah it should be fun like i like play, to play retro we tried a few yeah, others and some right now i haven't subbed yet so. we tried to do stuff that wasn't taken was the main idea oh, oh. and nobody had taken play retro so we took it anyway coming soon can't wait very excited get your pixels on now all right uh that's gonna do it for this show and it is uh our last show of the year patreon.com slash core show is where you can support this show it's how we keep the lights on for core and if you'd like us to keep doing that well, that's where to do it. Uh, that's patreon.com slash core show. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. And you can send us your emails to talk to the core at gmail.com. I think that's everything. I mean, it, that's the end Man, of the year. That was a beefy ass show for having one job. It is super beefy. <laughs> it had one job and one job only, and it went beef. But we like beef, and we're proud of our beef. Dragon beef. So look for a no, whole new year of dragon beef, potentially. Except I'm playing John's game right now, so I don't have a lot of beef, but whatever. I'll get back to you. So, uh, you guys have any hot things you want to say as this is our last episode? Like, uh, hot things, like you know, hot. like, oh, Jesus, something oh, like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, he was really excited about space, that guy. And, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, John, uh, let's start with you. I'd- you have any words of wisdom over there, Jonathan? P. Jagger? Uh, hey, you know, the new year is a great time to set a goal and say, hey, this is a landmark to get started, but don't be discouraged. You can change your life any day of the week, any time of the year. You can you can do what feels right. And don't yeah. get discouraged if you fall down. Pick yourself back up. A lot happens in a year. Think of all that's happened this year. You can change any time you want. Wow. You can have a great year. You can make it good. Wow. You just got to try that's amazing. I seriously, I'm inspired. So this is good. I like that. But John Bo, see how do you compete with that? What are you gonna say? I'm um, uh, when I wake up to the sound <laughs> of a Buster's at the gate. I'm gonna be a hero and loop and not be late. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Something's yep. coming. Wow. Down. Wow. That is really. Right. I mean, seriously, get 2022. The on, get the rest on Spotify. 2022 yeah. does not know what's coming. Uh, watch out for Bo and his hot news single. I really want Bo to cover Imagine Dragons and That'd be just great. put that up. Just one song. He's got one song on Spotify and it's an Imagine Dragons cover that he got pressured into doing. Yeah. Um, Imagine Dragons NFT cover for sure. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget everything's an NFT now. Uh, that's it. Thank you all for listening, for being here, and for otherwise being great fans this year. We really appreciate it and had a blast. We can't wait for a new year. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. We really pulled a boner on this one. (gasps) You were almost a Jill sandwich.